Legend has it that it was ridden by the Dark Ones, Necronomicon Ex Mortis, roughly translated, Book of the Dead. The book served as a passageway to the evil worlds beyond. It was written long ago, when the seas ran red with blood. It was this blood that was used to ink the book. In the year 1300 AD, the book disappeared. Welcome to issue 147 of the Tomcast Popcast. Coming to you from a cellar in a remote cabin in the woods. What's that touching my leg? My name is Tom. Thank you so much for listening to this quality, independent pop culture podcast. Please make sure you're following us on social media at Tomcast Popcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, TomcastPopcast at gmail.com. Please, if you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure you're liking, subscribing, and sharing the show, and giving us those sweet, sweet, sweet five-star reviews. And if you're listening to a format other than Apple Podcasts, remember we are on so many more. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, Amazon Music, uh, Audible. So many, many podcast formats. And I can't help it, I'm almost distracted by the music that I'm playing today because we have a really... I think a, a very spectacular episode. Uh, we are bringing back the versus format of the show. Uh, my brother and I initially debuted this over over the Halloween over the Halloween holiday, where we did Fright Night versus Fright Night, and uh, we are back. We're bringing that back uh, this week. This week, this episode, and we're kicking it off with Evil Dead 1981 versus Evil Dead 2013. We have my brother Mark is back as, as the Evil Dead aficionado. We have Reagan Myers of the CoSG Podcast joining us uh, as, as the guy who, who, who uh, proposed bringing back the Versus format and Evil Dead in particular as a way to kick it off. Uh, and, and uh, you know, we, we very much enjoy kicking off these shows with, with uh, uh, you know, sound clips from the various films that we're doing. But uh, we are in a unique position today. Because Evil Dead is such a cultural phenomenon that it, it has uh, spawned a Broadway musical. And we are so lucky that I have actually seen a, a, a local production of the Broadway musical of Evil Dead. And uh, it was uh, an absolute highlight of my year in 2019 before, before a pandemic swept the, the nation and the world and, and shut everything down and made it so we, we couldn't go see fun shows anymore. Uh, this was a 
a, a truly fun local production of, of the Evil Dead musical with with blood and guts and and, and stuff shooting into the crowd. Uh, if you are on Instagram, you probably remember seeing the picture that I posted uh, after the event with my with my friend Chris Vanacore, the the drummer of of, of uh, Dirty Sweet, who provides our usual opening music, and uh, uh, we were soaked, we were drenched, we were covered in. What I assume was fake blood, but it could have been real. I don't know for sure. I didn't take it to the the crime lab for DNA testing. I don't know. That could have been real dead blood. What am I supposed to say about that? So, <laughs> so uh, uh, and instead of like potentially trying to play favorites in in this in in this instance by culling uh, sound clips from. 81 Evil Dead and the 2013 Evil Dead. We're just going to interject uh, uh, musical numbers <laughs> and, and stuff from the Evil Dead musical because uh, despite Reagan's dislike of musicals, I love them. <laughs> and the Evil Dead musical is fucking brilliant. So get ready. You're, you're going to get a little peek at Evil Dead the musical. And, and uh, I hope you enjoy what we bring to you on that front. Like I said, we have a fun show for you today. I don't want to get—I don't want to spend too much time talking about it because it's a long episode breaking down these two movies and getting into our likes and dislikes about them. We 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 uh, yeah, we we took a lot of time. It's a long episode, so we're gonna get right into it. But before we do that, we gotta do we gotta do what we gotta do, and that is we have to thank the official members of Poppin Nation. They are the ones who keep the lights on. They are the ones who make this podcast go. So thank you so much to. The members, the official members of Pophead Nation, which you can join at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. Thank you to our current Patreons, the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail. Jeff is a host of a fantastic music podcast called Ringing Ear, and I recommend it very, very highly. Thank you to Evil Circle, the evilest of all the evil circles. He should be right at home on a podcast about the evil dead. He's going to have a blast. Thank you to the Squidmaster General, Brian Broussard, the New Jersey, Dev- the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, and... Our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pariah Brewing Company, right here in San Diego, keeping the the masses, uh, the thirsty masses, uh, satiated with their delicious, delicious beers, right here in San Diego, and uh, we couldn't thank them enough for doing that. And and uh, yeah, that that's it. I mean, let's get into it. Like I said, we got a long, long show today, and I'm gonna I'm gonna interject some some Evil Dead, the musical, musical numbers. And I want you all to enjoy those as we, as we get into it. So do what you got to do. Here's what we got to do. We got to sit down. We have to buckle up. We have to hold on to our butts. And then we buckle up again. Let's go. Little did I know that day When I dropped off my resume At the local S-Mart store That another employee I'd fall for My job was in the checkout aisle S-Mart service with a smile I hated work, it was a bore But all that changed when you walked through the door I was assigned to aisle three To be perfect retail harmony. I have to ask a question to the gods above. How were we deemed worthy of this perfect love? I'll ask the trees, I'll ask the sky, I'll ask the whole wide world. 
house. How did a housewares employee land the perfect girl? How did the perfect girl land a housewares employee? I could barely focus on my checkout line. Your polyester shirt always on my mind. Fantasies took over me. I forget to scan items and give them for free. Did I concentrate on housewares? Who cares about blenders when you're right there? A rose reverse, there is no doubt. Cause I was the one who was checking you out. I had a major crush on you. When I was near you, my love grew. Finding love at work, it must have been fate. It's better than meeting on a limited day. Question to the gods above How were we deemed worthy Of this perfect love I'll ask the trees, I'll ask the sky I'll ask the whole wide world How did a housewares employee Land the perfect girl? How did the perfect girl Land a housewares employee? shelves was all I thought would be but finding my true love at S-Mart that makes this job so groovy I have to ask a question to the gods above how were we deemed worthy of this perfect love I'll ask the trees I'll ask the sky I'll ask the whole wide world did a housewares employee land the perfect girl? How did the perfect girl land a housewares employee? All right, joining us via Skype by the power of the internet, we have got what could be a first here on the TomCast podcast. We have multiple guests at the same time, which is this this could be a complete disaster. But we had to do it for this this special episode because uh, we have, we have brought back the verses episodes. We we did one of these. Uh, my brother and I did this over over our Halloween spectacular where we pit, pitted the original Fright Night versus the remake of Fright Night. And uh, when I was when I was hitting up my frequent collaborators for for some some show ideas, uh, one of our very very frequent collaborators, Reagan Myers, said, "Hey man, verses." And I was like, "Yeah." Verses, and you threw down the gauntlet for the very first episode, which is is going to be Evil Dead. But because there's going to be more of us here, I wanted to, uh, and it's a versus thing. We had to have like some 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 kind of like intro fight music as you're as you're making your way to the ring. Is that cool? Is that cool? That's cool. All right, let, let's Do I see. Get the pick? No, let's see if YouTube uh-huh. fucks me over here and, and plays an ad instead of letting me play the song. All right, you ready? Here's <laughs> here's your intro music. You're walking down to the ring. Here you go. Oh, you didn't know. I'm the ass. <laughs> Your ass better call somebody. What a, what a second tier reaction. <laughs> like, no offense to, to Billy Gunn and the Botox and Jane. <laughs> I, I believe eight time WWE tag team champion. <laughs> That's right. Reagan Byers, the undefeated champion from the CoSG podcast, is back. He's the one who threw down the gauntlet and, and presented Evil Dead as an option as our as our as our 
uh, I don't know, contenders. I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to use this fight <laughs> lingo, but I'm, I'm not that good. And uh, and not that we're pitting each other against each other. Uh, our other guest is not going to be entering into Mortal Kombat against her again. Uh, we're, we're just here for the funds. And and that would be our other frequent collaborator, uh, my brother Mark, who has his own special intro music as well. Mark, are you ready? Yep. Get, get Rock down to the ring. Strut your stuff, okay? Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> no, didn't the Devils use that for a while? They 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 did for like a season. Yeah, you're like Patrick Eliash. <laughs> Sweet. Or you want to be Sakura with all the concussions? You pick. I mean, Eliash had hepatitis, so I'm not sure which is better. <laughs> Can't he be like Bam Bam? <laughs> oh, the guy yeah, giving right? concussions. Bam Bam. Bam Bam would be banned from this league by now. <laughs> Although he he wasn't wow. he wasn't around for that season. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome, Reagan and Mark. I'm, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad we're doing uh, – they were bringing back the verses. I mean, Mark and I maybe apparently hit on gold in October, and and now Reagan is like, hey, dum-dums, that was a really good idea. Why don't you do that more? So, it was a very enjoyable episode. <laughs> well, as you, we've, we've talked, a little, little peek behind the, the, the podcast microphone. You enjoy it when my brother stonewalls me on my, my humor attempts. and. I, I do. I love it. It's it's fantastic. It's it's one of the best thing in podcasting history. <laughs> hey, whatever whatever brings the listeners, where I'm happy to to do it. It's uh, it's all good. Before we kind of get into the episode proper, we do have a tradition. We are going to continue that tradition in, into the versus episodes. Uh, we all have a beverage. What are we drinking today, my fine fellows? Mark, you want to go first? Sure. You barely um, said anything except hepatitis. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm having Lucky Luke Brewing's Millwright Oatmeal Stout. Is Lucky Luke's the one you had yesterday for the Falcon Winter Soldier show? No, that was Indie Brewing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I feel like you've but had, I've had I've had this a couple times. Okay. So. Right on. This is the last of the four pack. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Reagan, what you got, bud? I am drinking Phrase Number Eleven by Idiom Brewery, out of I believe Frederick, Maryland. It is a very juicy and hazy IPA. You love the haze bombs. Which, oh, I love them so much. <laughs> uh, I'm drinking a beer from Mark's Neck of the Woods. This is from Smog City. I, I believe I've had it on the show recently. It's the uh, the Solar Wind IPA. Uh, the Waimea Simcoe and Cascade Hops. West Coast style. You know, not, not as all hazed up like Reagan likes them, but delicious mm. nonetheless. In springtime, it's haze time. <laughs> You're so you're so peculiar. You it's like you have seasons for your beers, you have seasons for your mm-hmm. music, you have seasons for your movies. Apparently, uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, well, the music thing. Once it gets to spring, if you're not listening to like some punk or like some pop punk in your car while you're driving around springtime, you're doing it wrong. So you're finally listening to that Goldfinger album I sent you. I still haven't finished it. I did listen to a couple Third Eye Blind albums <laughs> that I hadn't listened to yet. Oh my God. I mean, that's not pop or punk, but, you know, it was just something that I was like, oh, I need to get on that. That album came out four years ago. I don't know how Reagan can't listen to a Goldfinger album. Uh, it's literally 30 minutes long. <laughs> I, I listened to 90% of it. It's just I don't want to lie. I'd be like, yeah, I listened to those last three tracks. And also each song's, I don't know, a minute 25 or whatever. <laughs> exactly. it's, I should just do it. <laughs> Mark, do you agree with the seasonality of, I mean, I get it for beard, 100%, I do, but do, do for 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 the sake of the podcast, do you feel like a seasonality with your movies? 
Is that to me or to to you, Reagan? your mark? Okay. Uh, do I feel it? No. <laughs> not to not not to movies. Well, what about like uh, October? You don't want to watch. You don't get Jones up to watch some horror movies. I mean, I watch horror movies all the time. Well, yeah, but you might get a little more ginned up. Yeah, you that. know, I, I yeah, sure. I'll probably be a little more. You know, maybe I'll be more in the mood for like ghost hunting type movies. Right, um, not okay. ghost yeah. with Patrick yeah. Swayze. I'm, that's a good flick. <laughs> it might be. It might be. <laughs> that one hasn't made it onto the uh, the Coas G podcast just yet. Stay tuned, my friends. Stay tuned. Oh, <laughs> uh, actually, you know, Reagan, I wish I should mention we had a bit of synergy going uh, this past week between our our two shows uh, because you guys recently did Demolition Man about Sylvester Stallone being put on ice for like thirty years or whatever. Thirty-two years. And Mark and I are, are talking about the Falcon and Winter Soldier, a, a man who was literally put on ice for for quite some time, in and out. Seventy. Ish. I mean, he's taken out to yeah. kill some people every now and then. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, I was like, oh, hey, that's kind of funny. We talked about guys who've been in, in cryo-freeze together, basically. Yeah, big blocks of ice. <laughs> yeah. See, it's, it's a great just, movie. Our, our podcasts are just so synced. We get it. That's right. It's like we grew up together. Uh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculousness. <laughs> All right. Well, as I mentioned, you were the one who, who, who kind of threw down the gauntlet. And you're like, hey, man, let's get into Evil Dead, the original and the remake. What what prompted you to say that? Well, it, it, it's when you first... Uh, posed this question to me and said maybe doing it with mark as i just knew mark was a huge fan of this franchise and i want to make him comfortable and usually mark hates new things (laughs) (laughs) so i was like oh maybe he'll really hate the new version of it and i knew you also hated the new version of the evil dead movie i i am also not a big remake fan in general but right yeah sure 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 you're not you're not, you're not I, wrong. I figured this one it has such a cult following that i think a lot of people were just against the new one out of principle and i think i fell into that camp i'll be honest with you and, and you know when, when we talk about the remake i will have a, a kinder things to say about it but i, I still had some oh, it's, it's, some things sounds like you've there's come some, over there's some things no no no. there's you definitely some things already joined the dark side no, you joined invader already it's Credits are still rolling. I, I mean, if this podcast was named "Come On Is Still Mediocre," yeah, then yeah, maybe I'd say I came on over to that side. But, but well, <laughs> well, shots fired in there. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> no, but I mean, you're 100 right. I mean, Mark's been on the show talking about Evil Dead in the past, uh, mm-hmm. and, and we did it in more of a broad kind of context. I think of the entire series, right? Yeah, yeah, and and so. I was intrigued by the idea 100% because it, it honestly had been a long time since I had watched the original 81 Evil Dead. Long, Far longer than I thought it was, actually. Like, when I when I pulled it up, I was like, man, it has been a minute. I forgot about some of this stuff. I forgot so much of this movie. But it, it's had, it has to be 20-plus years since I've seen the first one. That's oh. wild. Okay. Yeah. Like, I normally when I go back to watch an old Evil Dead, it's Evil Dead 2, and then I'm immediately like, oh, man, I really want to watch Army of Darkness right, right. now. And right. so that's what I do, and then I move on. I mean, Mark, I mean, Reagan brings up a really fair point. I mean, do you think that's kind of like the general consensus is if you're going to watch the Evil Dead, you just start with 2? Uh, not for me. I always I always start with, with, with the first one, but I, I certainly understand it. What what are some of the there there's 
obviously when you watch the first one, then you go to Evil Dead Two, there are some some differences between where the story picks up and like the kind of like the flashbacks that you do get of the story. Do you know mm-hmm. was that like a, a legal issue with with some of the characters or something like that? Do you do you remember offhand like why that was? I I've never heard anything about legal issues. I think it had more to do with um, Sam Raimi kind of halfway through the shoot of the original Evil Dead kind of realized the film that he wanted to make. And so I think that's why Evil Dead 2 is a little bit of a reboot and a sequel at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I I think that has more to do with it than anything else. But I I could be wrong. Maybe there were some legal issues. Well, I think think a lot of us... uh, uh... I don't. I, I'll, I'll use the term cinephiles, uh, but people who are just fans of, of movies and the, the Evil Dead movies in particular. I think a lot of us know the history of, of Sam Raimi and, and and the making of this movie, the coming up with this movie, and the and the very uh, fierce, independent spirit that it has. The very DIY uh, techniques they employed to, they employed to make this film. Uh, some of the crazy things like they did because they just didn't know any better, like using live ammunition and, right. <laughs> and things like that. I mean, this movie. Is 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 just it's it's sort of this, I mean, just the creation of this movie is a, like a force of nature. It's it's really wild when you when you think about everything they did to make this thing happen. Yeah, I mean, what, what, share it. it I, I turn to you because I, I do consider you the expert. But I mean, can you can you share some of like the insights in, into so something that really impressed you about the making of it that you that you're familiar that you know from your research. I I mean just the whole story of of how they how they made it and and the fact that Raimi and producer Rob Tappert and star Bruce Campbell you know they were all friends growing up and they would make Super Eight movies in their in their backyards and it, it's something that just kind of evolved from there to the point that they they eventually shot within the woods which was kind of like a forty five minute proof of concept to get investors so they could make Evil Dead and and then the you know, the the horrendously grueling shoot, I think like three or four months in the dead of winter in Tennessee, and then several more months of shooting pickups and stuff when they went back to Michigan. And as someone for me who was interested in filmmaking myself, you know, it, it's just a really inspiring story that, that encourages you to, to get out there and, and do it yourself. Yeah, you know, they didn't have all these fancy iPhones now that you make an entire movie on, and they had to like you know procure the gear. Uh, right. They, uh, I mean, that opening shot is is Sam Raimi holding a camera and and Bruce Campbell pushing him in a canoe. I mean, it's stuff right. like that. It's, it's just wild. Reagan, yeah. Reagan, what was kind of your first experience catching this movie? Was it something you picked up on on videotape at the video store? Uh, or did you watch it on cable? How did you kind of come across this? Uh, in middle school. One of the other kids, they were letting us bring movies in to watch. Like at the end of the year, oh, that's teachers a bad idea. Up. That is a bad idea. <laughs> and, and, and one of the kids brings in Evil Dead Two. <laughs> okay. And uh, none of us knew what it was, and we watched it. And we're like, "Oh, this is bananas!" I think I was in <laughs> eighth grade, and so sometime during that summer, I went to the local blockbuster video and saw Evil Dead One, and was like, "Oh, that's that banana sequel I watched." <laughs> let me let me go check that out and it's not a slapstick it's just you know gore and tons of blood everywhere yeah i mean this is you a know, it go the, ahead the, no, the 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 vibe changes mm-hmm. between one and two. Oh, for sure what yeah. we all know about it or all remember i guess 
I, I feel like middle school is about the time that Mark and I came across the Evil Dead for the first time as well. Is that not right or wrong, Mark? You know better than I. No, that that's true because I know I was in middle school when Army of Darkness came out, and I know that we watched these films in reverse. We yeah. saw Army of Darkness, then Evil Dead Two, then Evil Dead, and yeah, Army of Darkness was kind of the thing that that spurred it. And I think eighth grade is exactly when I I watched Evil Dead Two, and I very quickly went out and rented the first one as well. Yeah, I I very much remember. Uh, you know, we would go to. Uh, Adventure Comics in uh, on Rockville Pike, R.I.P. Adventure Comics, uh, and and the books. Oh, were... R.I.P. Yeah, man, where you been? Oh, I didn't. Long I time. hadn't heard that. Long time R.I.P. <laughs> Holy oh, smokes! Man. <laughs> Don't go looking for a Twitter account. It's not there. Um, okay. Uh, uh, but you know, bring it back. When we were in that age group, we were picking up comics, and they had the big ads on the back covers. You know, for Army of Darkness, I, I distinctly remember those, and just being like, "This looks freaking cool, man! Let's go watch this." Yeah. So that definitely, I think that, that, yeah, I think that, yeah. I, I did kind of forget we watched them in reverse order, but you're right. That was, that was really good. Uh, okay, let's, let's kind of get into, into the movie proper. I, know, I feel like we've, we've talked enough about our experiences with it and kind of like, you know, that, that again, I love that independent spirit of Sam Raimi just making this thing kind of like willing it into, into, into being. Uh, and, and not just Sam alone, you know, obviously Robert Tappert and Bruce Campbell. Um, yeah. I, I, Again, I, I don't consider myself to be the, the aficionado of the horror genre, but I mean, I feel like this is the first time I saw. Again, we're we're very used to teenagers going to the woods and having bad things happen mm-hmm. to them, uh, but I don't think I'd ever seen anything quite like this. And and you know, we're introdu- we're introduced to this group of kids. They're gonna go have a romantic weekend. Get get some get some of that. Uh, what do you want to call it, Reagan? Some some chunkalunk or whatever. Hunka chunka. Hunka chunka. <laughs> Hunka chunka. Yeah, everybody's down for the hunk of chunka. <laughs> Love me some sliced alone. And and then of course you know you you come into this cabin and you know there's uh, a a cool audio recording of a guy in in doing a uh, a Kandarian demon ritual. There's a book of the dead laying around. There's a Kandarian dagger just for fun. <laughs> I mean, this movie's fucking uh, wild. <laughs> it is. My first thing is. If we've all rented places and gone away for romantic trips before, if you get there the first day and there's some random cellar door, <laughs> you're gonna check that shit out because I'm not. That's not what I'm there for. That wasn't on the Airbnb description at all. Yeah, like no, thank you. I truth time <laughs> in my house that I've lived in for a decade. The attic. Is in one of my guest bathrooms. I I get freaked out thinking about opening it. I have never been inside my attic in my own house. <laughs> Don't trust it. No. Something's up there. It could be the Necronomicon. That's right. Someone could have you know sold me a house with a Necronomicon in it, and it sat there undisturbed, and I'm still here. Well, I, I think this is a movie that 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 made us all think that way, right? Like like this is the reason why like we get. I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is what I think about when I go to the woods now. I think about Evil Dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't go into the woods. <laughs> You're very suburban. Maybe that's, we why know. I, maybe that's why I do go into the woods. <laughs> You're looking, are you searching for the Necronomicon? You can tell us. <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> oh, my God. You should just start doing that as a bit. Just where you're going. Uh, you know, you're going for a hike. Just be like, 
I'm on the search. And they'll be like, oh, what are you searching for? Necronomicon. And then just leave and let them Google what that is. And they'll be like, oh, my God, that guy's looking for the book of the dead. That's a good idea. I like that. Yeah. Don't forget to break out the Latin though and call it the, you know, the Necronomicon ex mortis. They like that better. Yeah. <laughs> Always drop a little Latin. It makes you sound really smart. It does make Not- you sound smart. That's why I don't do it. Nocturum de Monto. <laughs> yeah, go with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't. I don't feel like we need to do a walkthrough in this movie, but like they unleash oh. the Evil Dead, <laughs> and shit goes bad real fast. Yeah, let's. Good. I we. I think we have to talk about. Um, and oh, I'm gonna get the name wrong already. Is it, is it Cheryl who's abducted first? Yes. Here's the scary noise in the woods. Goes to investigate on her own. Always a bad call. Oh, I knew we were going to talk about this. As soon as I saw it on film, I was like, oh. Well, so <laughs> we have to talk mm. about the, the trees. The yeah. Trees and, and their their uh, their uh, desires. and uh, uh-huh. They're their, not being cool. Their illicit the desires. Cool. The, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the, um, the forced upon nature of the trees to Cheryl. Yeah. Poor Cheryl. Um, I have heard over, over several years. I... It, it, <laughs> Apparently, Sam Raimi not a fan of this scene anymore. That's why when they mm-hmm. redid it in two, they changed it. But yes, there is. Um, it's tree, tree rape. Yeah, tree, yeah, tree yeah. rape, tree yeah. penetration. I, you know, I'm trying to say it tactfully, but there's not really Stop any dancing. way to. You can't beat around that tree. You can't beat around it's that tree. <laughs> Which it, it, it's it's funny. I, I, I it's not funny. I let's rephrase that. <laughs> I always took that scene and, and mark you tell me if i'm just way off base here i always thought that scene was i, I mean i get it the wrongness of it and and they were going you know ramey and, and campbell they, they wanted to do a horror movie that went to 11 like they weren't pulling yeah. any punches on anything they weren't holding anything back but i always thought that scene was more symbolic of sort of like the 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 the, the, the violation that is possession but it turns out they they just want to do something like shocking and then sammy sam ramey was like nah that was wasn't cool i'm completely undoing that is that kind of how your your read on the history of it has taken place? Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, I, I think it was because they they just wanted to make take take it up to take it up to eleven, and um, I I haven't heard uh, Sam Raimi's thoughts on this, uh, what his thoughts on the scene are today. So that's kind of news to me that that he's not cool with it. I know though that that when they shot it. Um, it was actually Rob Tappert's idea to to take it as as far as they did. Okay, that that was that was that was his his thing originally, and uh, you know, Raimi was just kind of like, "Yeah, okay, if we're gonna do it, let's do it." And Reagan, I'm assuming that scene just doesn't play for you. No, it's not great. It's not like, great. Uh, it's not great. No, I, I mean it's not. I, I, on my podcast, I've said there's no such thing as unnecessary boobs, <laughs> and I've had to walk that back. And w- once again, this is a scene that has unnecessary boobs in it, if you're scoring at home. And yes, I'm also, the, the rape doesn't have to happen. She can just have demon vomit in her mouth or something. Or or the, the camera can just shoot at her, and we're like, oh, what happened? And then she's just a, a demon. It's fine. I, I do want to take a minute to, to talk about that, because I, that, that's one of my favorite parts of the, of the whole franchise. But that, that technique they employed with like the camera through the woods... And the, mm. the ominous tones behind it. 
like iconic. That's the, yeah, exactly. Exactly the perfect word for it. it. It's it's so iconic, and it, like it's such a signature of, of Raimi's now. I feel like uh, I just love it. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. Like I, I seeing it makes me smile, especially like it, just to jump to the end, like the final scene of this movie filled me with such joy and happiness and it's such a down urban ending yeah but and i was so like good. yeah it got him it got him <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh I, I don't think that's the right takeaway for this movie. <laughs> well it isn't the isn't the story of of how they filmed that like uh, like uh, uh Ramey or tappert had like taped a camera to a motorcycle and they rode it through the house yeah and it yeah. hit him <laughs> yeah, so yeah it broke, it his, broke ribs. his jaw yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah, Bruce Campbell takes some of filmmaking, man. Bruce Campbell takes some serious abuse on film and behind the scenes as well <laughs> to make his art, to make his yeah. truth. I mean, he's great. They call him Ashley a little too much for me in this. I'm like, come on, man, that's Ash. But I guess he hasn't become Ash yet. What? Okay, let's. let's I was gonna say, let's talk about the transformation of Ash to or Ashley to Ash in this movie because, I mean, when, when the movie starts out, Ash is. Um, you know, kind of the cowardly lion, or a little bit, right? He's mm-hmm. kind of like ducking into corners mm-hmm. and standing back, not doing anything. Yeah, he doesn't want to go into that basement. Let's his, boy, let's his boy Steve do all the heavy lifting for a while. Yeah, how's Scott. that work out for Scott, Steve? Sorry. Scott, whatever. Yeah, that's right, Scotty. Scotty. S- Scotty too hotty, right? Doing yeah. the worm. I was thinking of Scott E from iZombie, but yeah. Some. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I don't know, Mark or Reagan, whoever. Talk about the yes. talk about the journey for for Ash. How how'd that work for you? How'd you feel for it? Did you did you? I I kind of forgot that he that he kind of like is fearful, is, is afraid, doesn't take action, not a man of action yet in the beginning of the film. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, um, that was great. No, I was just gonna say, it, like, it's one of my favorite things about the movie is 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 that character's journey. Like like you said, it's the story of the cowardly lion and you know, it's him finding his courage. And, and I don't know, I, I watch it enough that, that I'm always familiar with it. And I also know kind of the, the relationship between Campbell and Ramey and Ramey loves depicting Bruce Campbell as a coward. He just <laughs> really gets off on it. Um, so, so yeah, it's a, and and I enjoy it just as just as much. I I think it's hilarious that you know he is he's just kind of sitting there in in the corner letting Scotty do all the work, getting trapped under very flimsy bookshelves. Very and, flimsy. Uh, yeah, you don't know yeah. what was, what what kind of wood that was made out. That, that could have been a hard, dirty <laughs> oak. You don't know. Yeah, maybe you know IKEA might not have been around yet. That could have been real real deal wood. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so Scott's an interesting guy, right? Um, <laughs> when I when, love him. when he's ready to leave, <laughs> Ash and Linda there in the in the in the room, and like I don't care about her. That's your girlfriend. Uh huh. Well, I mean, didn't he just like murder his girlfriend? Technically, <laughs> yes. like he's like I'm done with the woods. <laughs> this is a bad trip now. Oh boy! Well, let's talk about when Cheryl comes back, and now she's been violated by the woods. She's not yet been 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 a hundred percent converted to the to the Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they go. Ash is going to take her back to town. They're in the car, it, and we find the bridge is out. What is your level of panic at this point? If you were there, one <laughs> hundred. <laughs> I mean, let's 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 step it back for a second. 
your friend just came back and has been violated by the woods. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Are you just running into the car immediately and just be like, we're out of here? Well, honestly, as I have a thing about bridges and driving over them, I yes, don't do. do it. Yes, you do. When I go to the beach here, I drive 45 minutes out of my way to not drive across the Bay Bridge <laughs> because I can't do it. So when they say, you know, that sign that's like no trucks over three tons or whatever, or drive at your own risk. I was like, ah, this vacation's canceled, and I would have turned around and gone home. Like, we'll find something else. That is not a sturdy bridge when they drive across it the first time. No. I mean, they, you know, it busts no. out, the tire goes through it. I don't even know if I would have put a car in it. I, I would have been terrified. Yeah, I would have found another way around. There's got to be another way around. Well, I mean, Scott, Scotty found it, but uh, he paid the price. Eh, he could have cut himself. You don't know what happened out there. <laughs> I think I do. <laughs> they kind of show it. <laughs> I mean... All right. Was he assaulted by the, the woods as well? Because he talks about the trees, but he doesn't say what happened. I mean, he has a branch sticking out of his abdomen. Yeah. Well, I mean, did they sexually assault him as well? Well, no, I, I guess so. they wouldn't. I, w- I mean, it would have been nice, but he didn't, He doesn't become a demon. He does. Well, later. Later. I think he dies first, but yeah. But, you yeah. know. Um, um, Spoiler, Sheriff- Scotty Sheriff- dies for anyone listening. He doesn't watch yeah. the movie yet. From a movie from like 1981. Yeah, you know, spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers. They, they they all pretty much die in this movie. Let's, let's be perfectly frank. Even well, Ash doesn't I mean, really make it out of this movie until there's a, they decide to make a sequel. He's unkillable. That's why. <laughs> I don't even. I, I, oh, I almost. I don't want to. I don't. I want to stay focused on this movie, but I almost launched into Evil Dead Two in the opening scene with Ash flying <laughs> through the woods. But we, we won't go yeah. there. Uh, let's talk about the makeup. Again, this is a very DIY movie, but mm-hmm. I think the makeup and the effects, I think they look really good still. It's, it's amazing how good, especially like we just said, how old this movie is. Mm-hmm. And it's just a bunch of kids in the woods doing this. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And it's a ton of blood. And it's great. It's, it's fantastic. A, it's a ton of blood. You know, you got Cheryl. Once you get Cheryl in the cellar and she just kind of, you, you kind of get like this voyeuristic camera angle from the cellar. And like you just you know seeing the the just like the hands you know just the claws the demonic claws she has at this point, uh, there's so much. I, I, I mean the movie shot brilliantly. Like the, like anyone who watches an ending, Sam Raimi had a bright future ahead of him was, was a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I again I was really impressed watching this movie. It, it had been a few years. Uh, I, I I and I don't think I'd watched it in HD and ever. So <laughs> you know sometimes you make that leap to HD and you kind of you kind of expose some of the, some of the flaws. Uh, I, I did not bump up against anything watching this flick. Like it, it still looks good bumped up into HD, and and again, just like that 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 incredible independent spirit of like like we're effing making this movie happen is is just it, it makes the movie it's it's charming in a, in a sense that like you don't see a lot nowadays because there's always money behind everything. Right, right. I mean, Mark. I, that makeup stuff. I mean, I know for like a lot of the pickups and the reshoots, they it was like what like they put Ted Raimi in, in a lot of these costumes and everything, just beat the shit out of him, right? Yeah, I mean, some of it. They they had a lot of people kind of kind of step in. I, I think at one point even uh, like Rob Tappert stepped in to 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 be one of one of the deadites. Um, yeah, and I mean, I you know I agree. I th- I think the the makeup looks awesome. I think you know it just looks grisly and, and gritty and hard. And, and those contact lenses that they have are are awesome. I read about those. 
those things seemed like torture for the actors. <laughs> they they sounded bad. They were. Like, they could, oh they could my, own, like 15 no, minutes, you could have those contacts in. Yeah. And, and you would torture. be, you would want to be the evil dead at that point and kill everyone around you. Yeah. No, yeah. I would just be like, oh, I'm a deadite. I'm dead, though. Oh, you got me, Ash. Oh, good job. And then I just lay down and be like, no, nah, I'm dead for the rest of this movie. Just yeah. shoot around me. Uh, one of the one, one of the early early uh, jump scares in, in the flick, the uh, when 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 Cheryl sort of launches into her demonic possession and, and stabs Linda with the pencil. Could that scene have gone on any longer? No, it, like who? Like when you get pricked by a thorn bush, you jerk back, and that does not hurt that much. <laughs> She had a pencil chap like through her Achilles, and she just stood there. Well, She's a strong, strong lady. She, she did <laughs> like, scream a lot, like no doubt about that. And there was a lot of blood, oh yeah. baby, and that was just a hint. That was just a hint of the blood to come. Right? <laughs> like we we're not even to the third act yet. No. <laughs> it's like my no. God. Watching this, I was like, I know there's more blood coming. <laughs> I remember something about that in this movie. Where is it? And then I was like, Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just I was watching that scene. I was like, Oh my god, can we see more of the blood come out of this ankle a little bit longer, please? My goodness, <laughs> it was great. I loved it. Don't get me wrong, but like they they were amping up. Like they they wanted that scream. They wanted that blood. They wanted that terror, uh, and mm-hmm. it's it's phenomenal. And then again, this leads to to Linda's turning, and and, and the, the, ooh, can we talk uh, about Linda turning? Or do you got something to say, Ray? Oh, uh, it's you know, the the first girl shows up and gets possessed, and they put her in the basement. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, all right, let's go to bed now, and then we'll we'll deal with the, the possession <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> what is happening in the world where you could get an ounce of sleep when your friend has been and uh, Ash's sister, right? In this movie, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. You're, your family is possessed in the basement. You're like, all right, I, I really need to get my aid in. Right? <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm no good if I don't get eight hours. Well, I mean, I mean, it's, let's let's go back a little bit further there. I mean, don't don't you like stop Ash from listening to that tape? Oh, one, it's my all my notes are like, oh nope, all that stuff staying in the basement. <laughs> um, I'm not taking out a weird knife with a skull on the back that when you stab a demon, smoke comes out of it. Not interested in it. Well, I mean, Cheryl did stop the recording. She didn't want to listen to it anymore. And it, it was point, Scotty yeah. who insisted that they listen to the rest. Yeah, but like, uh, like, like uh, uh, Ash is sitting there with like his lame, uh, you know, 80s earbud. And he's, he's, he's like, hey, we're getting to the good part here. Hang on. Well... No, he like when he's listening to it with like his eighties earbuds, like that's that at that point he's like trying to figure out like okay what like what's happening. He's right. he's being a little more proactive at that point, I think. All right, so you guys get a a bit you know a, a rental and you go stay for the weekend. I really want somebody to start doing this where they just get a replica of the Necronomicon, a weird eighties tape deck, <laughs> and like forty cassettes. And just record weird stuff on all of them, and just see how many people pick them up and listen to what's <laughs> on the cassette. We will have to see if we can uh, get get our patrons to chip in, so we can uh, buy a reel to reel to leave in places for fun. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be worth. That, that, would, that would be worth it. I mean, that could be a great prank. I mean, you could get someone yeah. really good. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be hilarious. I, I know. I, I, I kind of. I want to put a pin in this real quick because I, I did want to mention something too. I know. I know. Mark doesn't care for this movie, 
But I, lo- I, I love watching this flick and then thinking of all the like homages that you get to it. Like when you watch a movie like Cabin in the Woods and stuff like that, you know? Wait, wait. Did you say Mark hates Cabin in the Woods? Mark does not care for Cabin in the Woods. Oh, I mean, I hate the ending of Cabin in the Woods. It's one of the most selfish moments in all of film. <laughs> but up to, up um, to that, I'm there for the ride. I, I like it's fine. I, I like the idea of it, but um, I mean, if you want to go into it, we can. But I don't. That's not what this podcast is about. But like, it, it's fine. It, but I don't think it's nearly as good as everyone says it is. Well, listen, it's a fun time. Tr- truth time. I'll, I'll do a little mm. truth time also for Reagan's benefit. Mm, nice. And, and this is also a, a, a teaser as well for next Halloween. But we had to bump an episode uh, from the Halloween schedule. And we are going to do it next year. And it is uh, Cabin in the Woods versus Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, Tucker versus Dale versus Evil. It's a better movie. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, we're, we're, we're going to get into both it. I movies, but one's much better. We're going to no, we're gonna have a good time with that. I am going to... Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I can get Alan Tudyk to come and hang out with us, and we can chat about it. I'm gonna definitely crash that podcast then. Just be like, I love Resident Alien so much. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best thing. Well, you just had I want to smell your hair. You just did a nice deal too. I mean, you can talk about that with him. I don't know. I'll be like you were saying, uh, forwarding throughout the throughout the whole movie. I had no idea what that meant, <laughs> or that you were saying it. And I watched that movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god alright let's get um, back to Evil Dead <laughs> uh, 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 I guess we have to is there anything else in the, in the first and second act that we need to, to address before we kind of talk about the, the coup d'etat that is the amazing third act of this movie no I mean there is a scene when she's running back inside after being assaulted by the trees and when they've gone into the cabin they've put the keys to the cabin back up on top, top of the yeah. I, okay. Why would you do that? That just lets weird tree people inside your place that you're sleeping. But that was my only little quip where I was like, no one would do that. You know, yeah, I've, I've, I've never understood that, like, let's hide the spare key under a rock or in a potted plant or whatever. That has never been something I'm well, comfortable with. It's also, you know, just a tip for people out there. Don't do it really close to your front door if you're going to hide a key to your house outside. I think good the, that's a good tip, Reagan. Thank you. <laughs> don't do it public service announcement from Reagan hit yeah. the Koji podcast <laughs> don't do it right don't do it <laughs> bad things could happen I mean, I'm trying to think what else we got here because at this point like all three of the female characters are are either locked in a cellar one's dead no are two dead at this point because Linda's been killed I think by the end of the second act right and that kind of is the end of the second yeah, act yeah he's like although why is the Deadite Linda not attacking him? Like, she sits in the doorway for what feels like 40 minutes, I, just talking to him. And I like, actually you know. really like that. I think that's a really great scene that, like, ratchets up the tension and, and kind of like, the terror for, for the Ash character. Sure, but I mean, then he's he drags basically her there. out of the house by her ankles, and she just lets that happen. Yeah, but, I mean, he still can't bring himself to Chainsaw. I don't know. Well, that's a mistake. They, they tease us with that Chainsaw, don't they? They yeah. do. And I was like, that, but, uh, that's not my Ash. <laughs> um, no. Hashtag not my ash. Is that you're going to be your thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> God. Mark I always looked off. at it as like the evil is just kind of fucking with Ash at this point. Like yeah. it's it's just it's toying with all of them. So yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. They're definitely fucking with him because he's the last one standing. The the, the yeah. meat the meat tastes better when it's soaked in fear, Reagan. 
That makes That's the soul true. so much juicier. <laughs> what is the the fear monster? And the, you got you got uh, uh, you got all the cool join us chance in this one, like the, the creepiness of that whole thing. Yeah. That's so good. I did not like it at all. <laughs> no, it's I, like, oh, I don't like that. This movie holds up so well. I I I I mean, there's part of me that wants to show this to someone, you know, like in in their teens and see if they if it resonates with them as strongly as it does or did with us when we were teenagers. And I kind of think it would. I, I think it plays really well still. Yeah. I, I might show this to the Mrs. Undefeated Champion at some point. And she hates old movies. And when I say she hates old movies, she hates any movie before like 1995. I was going to say, I think oh, she, wow. hates, she hates like most of the movies that have been, been on your podcast. Oh, 100%. <laughs> like, I think what, what was the one that got the stamp of approval? Like Blast from the Past? She likes Blast from the Past. She's hated. <laughs> all right. Uh, House of the Dead, she hates, of course. Yeah, Jurassic but... Park, she loved. But I mean, a- everyone should hate Park. House of the Dead, let's be perfectly honest. Okay? Uh, how dare you, sir? <laughs> That's ULA uh, Bowles' best film. <laughs> oh, <God>. I challenge <laughs> you to find a better film. Well, <laughs> Mark might take that you up on that challenge. I will not. Right, Mark, go. What's a better film? <laughs> In the name uh, of the I, 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 He does not speak for me. <laughs> You mean, you mean Uwe Boll, right? Uwe Boll doesn't speak for you? I, yeah, I get that. I get that. No, well, be I'm... careful what you say about him, because Mark once told me that he will fight you. Yes, he, <laughs> he will. Like... So if you want to you know, have the guy who made House of the Dead come after you. I, I kind of do. I... <laughs> it's a great story to tell. I might get some more Twitter followers. <laughs> All right. Go get him. I love the film. Uh, let's get into the third act of Evil Dead because I, this is—I mean, this is just bananas great. Like it doesn't get better than this. You're—you know—the the cellar scene alone is like fucking priceless. I wanted him to use the chainsaw so badly throughout the whole movie, <laughs> just because I know what happens in future. And I'm like, look, man, you're born to use that chainsaw. We all know this. Actually, I'm gonna back it up for one second before we get to the cellar scene. Yeah. Let's talk about when he when when he decapitates Linda with the shovel. And the mm-hmm. copious amount of blood that comes out of her body into his face over and over again. That's wonderful. It's a masterpiece. And do it. And do it. <laughs> Didn't question it at all. <laughs> like, I have so few notes for the end of this movie because it all just adds up. And I'm it's, like, yep. It's uh-huh. it's an incredible third act. I mean, it, it is such a payday for everything that you have just watched and, and, and the, the emotional roller coaster that, that Ash has been put on. <laughs> you're in that cellar and that pipe breaks and you thought he had a lot of blood on him before. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did read in the trivia that it, because it was so cold and he was so saturated in fake blood that they would lay it out at night and he went to put it on and it just broke it like bro- glass when he tried to too. put it on. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Gross. Like, that's how unhospitable this I- cabin they were staying in for months i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you the scariest thing in that movie is is in that scene after after the the all the blood is finally emptied from that pipe and then you just the camera kind of pulls back a little bit and you just see like dirty band-aids floating in the water (laughs) that's the grossest thing i've ever seen i (laughs) I was like no nope 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 i like that's where tom punches out he's like oh wait 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 is that a band-aid no, no, no. I'll deal with the book of the dead. <laughs> no. Fuck your band-aids, no. demons. Get your bloody I'm band-aids done. away from me. No, thank you. <laughs> I can't wait for Tom's Evil Dead reboot where it's just all the demons holding up used band-aids at them. <laughs> oh, they're just sitting there picking scabs off their elbows. Oh, I'm like, nope. I'm out. 
So you get freaked out by like uh, also powered the Goldfinger, <laughs> gold, those gold member, or, but yeah, gold, gold member. No, <laughs> when he's just like eating scabs. You know I love gold. <laughs> I love gold. Who doesn't? <laughs> Mark, talk to me about the third act. Get into it. I mean, it's wonderful. Um, for me, it's like uh, you know you're you just see how creative Sam Raimi gets with the camera. The camera work is I, I think the camera work in the entire movie is great but you know he spent kind of two acts sort of building tension and ramping up to this and it's just it's just that camera work going absolutely insane with like the the different angles and and the different kinds of cuts and you know like placing the camera above the boards and the ceiling to track over ash and um i, I don't know there's just so much to it uh, and it is kind of kind of like what the the tagline for Evil Dead Two was, which was like "Kiss your nerves goodbye." I think that's that's what this accomplishes mm-hmm. in in the third act. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree with you. I I, I but it, it it was so much fun to 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 watch the like the climax of this picture, man. Like I was just so invested, <laughs> and and again, <laughs> it's a movie I've seen a bunch of times. It's been a little while, but man, oh, it just delivers. Everything yeah. lands. It's yeah, so it's good. <laughs> I, I don't have much more to say about it. I mean, it, it's a it's a it's a fucking classic for a reason. Yeah, and I think it plays. Like Reagan, you got, got anything about the third act you want to get to? I mean, you guys have touched it all. It was just great. It's like I said, I stopped taking notes because I was so into it. Mm-hmm. Because that you just enjoy it, like all the camera angles and stuff. And I thought they were all fantastic, except in the beginning of this movie when a couple sticks hit the camera. It really took me out of the movie for a second. But that was just me. Because <laughs> I was like, why Why are sticks hitting the camera? Is the is something following them? But it's just because they're making it for, you know, on the cheap. And they're like, we're not going to reshoot that scene of me in a canoe. I mean, I, I, I but, you know, Mark, Mark is Mark is more of the the the. More in tune, more in tune with the with the director's point of view. And oh, one thousand percent. So, yes. so I, I I don't know if I, I want to be careful when I say this, I because I don't want to give credit if, if it's not a hundred percent like earned or deserved. But like Sam Raimi may not, may not have pioneered a lot of the techniques in this, but like he did it better than anyone before him. If that's not the case, if he didn't create it, he did it better than people before him did. Like, does that sound like a nice way to say it, Mark? Yeah, I think so. If you watch um, the original, The Haunting. Like you can see, Sam Raimi got a lot of his influence from from that movie. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Oh, I also I did have one one other quick note. Uh, when they first go down into the cellar, uh, there is a poster for the Hills Have Eyes. I saw that. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. That's a fucked <laughs> well, up movie. Also, Come on. What's that? That's a fucked up Wes Craven fic, uh, fic, uh, picture right there. Yeah. No. <laughs> the first remake yeah. is pretty good too. First remake is fucking terrifying in a lot of senses too. Mm-hmm. The yeah. second one's not great with the guy. Wait, is the first one where the guy says "run away," or is it the second one? I don't know. The I first know. one has a Buffalo never Bill. Fuck me up. Buffalo Fuck Bill's the dad in the first matter. one. So, yeah. Yeah. but um, I was also did 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 you catch the 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 homage to Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Ooh, did I? I'm not sure I did. Well, it's just that in in the in the work shed, they have like a lot of like little bones hanging from from the rafters. Oh, and, uh, okay, that's yeah, pretty that, cool. Yeah, that's what they they, they were referencing. All right, Texas I got I, I got to put you all on the spot. Your lady has just tried to kill you. 
You have mm-hmm. it strapped to a table in a tool shed. Okay. You've just fired at the chainsaw. Can you do it? Can you dismember your lady, your love of your life? Ooh. I mean, you're 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 sort of saving her soul, right? By by ending all this. Yeah, I mean, she's gone. She's a demon now, right? I mean, she's the evil dead. Like she's a deadite. Like, uh, probably not. No, like truth time. I'm probably, I'm probably not strong enough. You're, to... a, you're just gonna buckle the knees. Well, no, because her face is going to change to normal face, and she'll be like, what are you doing? What's happening to me? And I'll be like, oh, no. Yeah, but then she'll turn back and be like, hey, Reagan, Star Wars sucks. Oh, well, no, then she's getting changed. (laughs) (laughs) She'll be like, Rogue One is a piece of shit movie, and I'll be like, you got to (laughs) die. Mark, you're not married, but you're in a in a loving relationship. Uh, uh-huh. Can you can you put the chainsaw to 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 uh, your lady's neck? Yes. <laughs> no hesitation. <laughs> Mark is the embodiment of the '80s, though. I mean, he is no retreat, no surrender. <laughs> Parts one and two. <laughs> I mean, I have told my wife that if she gets bit by a zombie. I will take her out of out of mercy, you know. Yeah, but are you waiting till the last minute to do it? Or are you doing it? You're like, oh, sorry, happened. Let's go. Well, no, because <laughs> I don't want it to be like, you know, she gets scraped by a bush. And I'm like, nope, that's a zombie scrape. You got to go. <laughs> like, you, know, you got to make sure. But you don't let her turn. So, like, you know, you get the fever or whatnot, depending on what strain of the zombie virus you get. But not, not the fever for more cowbell. Not that fever. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 well, play with diapers, baby. That J- Janine's on notice. Uh, she gets possessed. It's a, you know chainsaws coming. <laughs> so a couple of us. No, are... it's just a bullet to the head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, possessed. I'm sorry. I thought you meant. Yeah. I thought you meant. Zombies. No, if we're if we're uh, falling... <laughs> like, well, Jesus. like, do we need to call somebody? <laughs> <laughs> I meant in demonic possession terms. Gotcha. Playing by Evil Dead house rules. Okay, and dismemberment. Is, is the course of action according to the ne- Necronomicon itself. It counts. It and counts. I told her, I was like, and I would expect you to do the same for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, obviously. Because, yeah. Like, you I know, mean, I, I get bit or I, you know, the trees assault me. Like, yeah, you, you got to take me out. I'm going to end up hurting people. So, you know, sing Free Bird or something and then, you know, <laughs> take me out. Look at the flowers, Reagan. Look at the flowers. Oh, that is a deep walk of <laughs> That's like six years ago. I know. I know. I got you, though. Got you. He did. I knew exactly what you were talking about. I was like, oh, no, those poor little kids are going to get shot. (laughs) All right. Spoiler for like season four of The Walking Dead. (laughs) Well, we are all in agreement. The original 1981 Evil Dead, Sam Raimi, Rob Tappert producing, Bruce Campbell starring, the, the sexiest, most underrated actor alive, Bruce Campbell himself. We didn't even talk about how fucking charming and likable this guy is. I mean, maybe we should do that real quick. Like, don't, don't you always want to be best friends with him? Bruce Campbell, of course. No, Reagan, don't go on a burn notice tangent, but I mean, you love uh, the man. It's, it's, I almost called him Sam Axe. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, but of course. Like, yes, I want to hang out with Bruce Campbell all the time. I met him once briefly, and it was the greatest, like, 10 seconds of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Mark was there. He did the same thing. 
And we're just like, all right, nice to meet you, kids. I got to take a piss. (laughs) He just kept walking? No, it was a book signing. He was actually sitting (laughs) down. He couldn't escape that easily. (laughs) I thought you ran into him at like a Chili's or something. (laughs) Like I'd go to a Chili's. Get out of here. How dare you, sir? I'm too good for Chili's. I've gotten food poisoning twice in my life, both times from Chili's. So uh, Chili's is persona non grata. You're allowed to veto that then. (laughs) I've never gotten food poisoning from a Chili's yeah. or a Chili's too. Apparently, if you're at the airport, apparently you've avoided everything that they make with mayo. So there you go. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now it is time to transition to the other half of the versus battle, uh, the 2013 Evil Dead uh, remake? Question uh, mark. Directed by Fetty Alvarez and written by Fetty Alvarez. Sam Raimi is on board here as a producer, um, but it's it's a I don't know. A, a different take on the Evil Dead, I suppose. How how do you guys view this? I loved that it was like a fresh take, or fresh ish, I guess. Like after watching them back to back, you're like, oh, there's a lot of similarities. But I really loved the opening scene of this movie with the the daughter, the father, and the daughter. <laughs> I oh I God. love this scene. It's a horrible thing to say. Granted. All right. Okay. <laughs> <For> what happens? <laughs> okay. So I'm glad you I'm glad you brought this up because <laughs> about halfway through this movie, I'm like, is that scene gonna have any fucking resonance in this movie whatsoever? Like, why is this in the movie? This is where they go to get rid of demons for people. Apparently, the the Airbnb that rents this place out. <laughs> recommends that you read for the book of the dead and murder somebody. Well, so, and, and that, that is the, that is the scene. It takes place in the, in the cellar there in the cabin and they're, they're burning the possessed girl alive, dead alive, whatever you want to call it. She's possessed by the evil dead for sure. So apparently her soul is not coming back. And this is how to set her free. So you got to burn her alive yeah. according to the, the mountain people that are there just watching. I love it. <laughs> all of a sudden we love end up, the mountain people. all of a sudden we end up love in the wrong the turn. I, I was like, what the hell, <laughs> what movie are we right. in right now? That's exactly what it reminded me of. And I, now that you said that posters in the first one, or the Hills, <laughs> the Hills of Eyes, the that's what they reminded me of those people as well. Uh, the, you know, hill people. Okay, I hill got you. Hill people, you oh. will. Like, I don't want to, you know, shit on hill people. But like so, so we have to. this scene that takes place before the events of the actual movie itself. <laughs> it has no actual direct resonance whatsoever to anything else in the movie. And apparently after they kill this girl and burn her, they just leave the Book of the Dead there wrapped in a garbage bag with some barbed wire on it. Well, who's going to look in that? <laughs> it's not enticing. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, okay. First off, before you get down there, you have to remove a rug that has blood streaks under it. <laughs> Guess what you're not going to do? Go in the basement. Well, and in those blood streaks. But I mean, wait a second. You're not getting your cleaning deposit back from Airbnb for that one. Well, no, you call whoever you rented from and be like, hey, man, just so you know, it looks like there's a blood drag mark coming out of the basement of this place I rented. I ain't paying Like, for I that. took a picture. I sent it to you. I promise we didn't kill anybody and do this. <laughs> Mark, you're sitting there silently, pensive. You're, like, waiting to attack. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm, I mean, I was just going to – for one thing, I mean, this is the character's um, – Mia and David's, like, like this cabin belongs to them. This was in their family. So it was like, people broke in and did this. So I think you would, I mean, you would at least call the cops and be like, 
hey, someone broke in, in into our cabin and there's some blood streaks all over the place, you know. But um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I agree with Tom. I, I think I think that opening scene is really bad. Really, um, I love this opening scene so much. I oh, just, man. I, I don't know. Oh, Clearly, believe... this movie will be divisive amongst this group. <laughs> I, I like you guys are honestly speaking Latin to me right now, and I'm, I don't know what's happening. If if it came back around, like if something in the in the third act of this movie connected to that scene, I would I would be all in. But other than it's it's sort of, uh, uh, I don't know, Mark. Like what? Like setting a tone? Is is that what you kind of would maybe call it? I I think. So. So I, I I think they just kind of wanted to have a scare there mm-hmm. at the beginning and, and, and yeah, establish that this is going to be kind of a, a brutal movie. I, I yeah. mean, f- fair enough. But like, like I said, like it's, it's just sort of, uh, I, I, I don't know, it's almost like this anomaly of a scene. And I, I just, because it doesn't connect to anything else later, it's not really mentioned in any other scenes. I mean, uh, uh, what you see... The, the 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 post right the charred post later on when they go into the basement so yeah, yeah so like when they go into there. the basement they see what's been going on but that's kind of it. it it would have been nice if in the third act a bunch of these hill people show up because they figure out what's going on sure. and they are also just slaughtered because right. the the demons got out of control so on 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 this is my second time watching this movie. The first time around, I did not care for it, and a lot. I think I, I think a lot of that was was what you said. Like I I just I, I didn't think that movie this movie should exist, so I was kind of out before I even watched it. So I I tried to go into this with more of an open mind, but that that scene didn't help, and I I was sort of balancing that out with what I remembered from the flick, and like like you said. If it had dovetailed around to like, oh, these town people, these these hill people come back into play in the third act and make maybe they decide to burn everyone in that cabin alive, you know, to, to rid themselves of the evil spirits in the woods, I would buy into it more. But I was like, well, I don't remember that happening. So I don't remember what this scene has to do with anything. Yeah. And that bugs me. That bugs me so much. <laughs> if, if I can go forward a little oh, bit, please. I always thought it would have been a good idea because the movie sets up that um, – me and David, who are brother and sister, you know that their that their family has a, a history of mental illness, um, specifically the mother, which is kind of like why David is hesitant to to hurt Mia even after she becomes possessed. And I always thought it would have been interesting if they had kind of started on a scene of David and Mia as kids witnessing their mother's really bizarre, violent behavior. And maybe see her like take her own life or something like that, and and that way you still get that kind of horror and that brutality, mm-hmm. and I think it would it would dovetail into the film better. Okay, I I, I can't argue with that, but I, I I'm interested in anything that might be a little bit more interesting than what I got. Like I said, I th- that scene just stands out to me as like I don't know why this is here. Yeah, <sighs> but Reagan loves it. I loved it so much. Like. <laughs> They're pouring I mean, the gasoline I mean, on her, her, you know, immediately going back into his daughter, asking what's happening to try and, and you know, the, the father sticks to it. He's like, no, you got to go. I mean, Sorry, th- baby. Listen, I mean, Reagan, we respect you. You're in a safe place. Oh. Your opinions are valid here, oh. uh, but you're wrong. So, oh, no, <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel validated. I don't feel loved. All right. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Do, does anyone have a theory as to why they, because they kept emphasizing that one hill person who was badly burned mm-hmm. like 
do you think they were trying to say that this was a person who had been possessed and burned? Oh, that's really interesting. That would have been really interesting too, especially the way I'm the third act does that. play. That sounds great. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, well, especially they consider- Jethro, and it was all good. Like he's a good dude now. <laughs> that would have. Right. I actually would have bought into that more because I did have questions about about Maya's. Uh, I don't know, resurrection or, or, or soul saving, you know, the sort of like the, 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 the loophole that David exploits, I guess, for right. lack of a better word. I, I, I personally, I mean, we're, again, we're fast forwarding to the end here, but I, I sort of viewed that as a cheat and it kind of bugged me too. Mm-hmm. Because there, but because they didn't necessarily establish anything like a, a precedent, I suppose. But maybe, you know, I mean, I don't know how you can, you know, I mean, I'm assuming David didn't know it would work. <laughs> so what do I know? No. Yeah. I mean, I like him making the the defibrillator and all that stuff. It's very Evil Dead, very Ash. Right, but I mean, did we under? I mean, did, what? Do Do we know much about his background? Is he Is he fucking MacGyver right. in his free time? I mean, he's a, he's a mechanic. Oh, he is a mechanic. All right, so he does he's have a mechanic. Some, okay. yeah. All right. So I thought they 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 set it up and. Yeah. No, no, and there, I, I, I promise I will have questions like that throughout this, this, this portion of the show because there may be things that I did miss. So, so please, by all means, like set me straight on things. Okay, but you're getting upset about that. Yet Ash in Army of Darkness builds a hand. <laughs> he had a in cam- medieval. He times, had, the, he had those cool with that. He had those high school science books. Oh. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I went to high school science. <laughs> they never told me how to build a hand. You didn't go to high school in Michigan. That's, okay. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll let it go. It's, it's Michigan. But the car, car building industry. You were sick that day. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You could have been playing hooky, Reagan. That's true. <laughs> no, I never did that. Went to school every day. Got that education. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> but never just walk away. <laughs> Reagan failed English? That's impossible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bet my Wookiee. I do want to talk about the op- the like sort of like the premise, the, the the reason that our characters are together here. They're 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 mm-hmm. driving out to the woods to this remote family cabin, uh, because Mia has substance abuse problems, and they're tr- they're going to try and get her clean. Um, I I listen. This might be the most adult thing I'll ever say in this podcast, but I felt their attitude towards substance abuse was really irresponsible. <laughs> that like, oh, seventy two hours, easy street after that. No, you no worries about you ever having to relapse ever uh, again. Don't don't they say that about like cigarettes? <laughs> like the first three days are the worst, and then you're good to go after that. <laughs> like they don't say that about fucking heroin, right? Exactly. I was I just was like, this is a little irresponsible. Yeah, I've heard you need to wear like a raincoat when people are coming down from heroin. I've seen train spotting. It's not pretty. <laughs> There's babies crawling on ceilings, all kinds of shit. <laughs> I, 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 that bugged me. I don't know why. And again, maybe, like I said, it may be the most responsible thing I'll ever say in this podcast. <laughs> but I didn't care for that as like the reason why they went to do this. I would have been happier if it was just stupid bullshit. Let's go make out in the woods. Yeah. Well, I I think they're doing it because she has so much trouble getting through the first 24 hours. Mm-hmm. But also, you know what you should do? Hide car keys. Hide car keys. Hide everything. Yeah. Hide hide car keys. Don't let her go out and crash your car into the stream. Yeah. But that shouldn't be happening. That's bad news. Bad plans. Um. It, 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 that that sort of dovetails back into I think what Mark, what Mark was saying a little bit earlier. Like, 
there just wasn't enough setup to understand some of this stuff. Like maybe if they had explored more of the mother's mental illness, I could have bought into some of this stuff a little bit more easily. But I just mm-hmm. bumped up against it, and it's like, oh, and of course, one of the one of the one of the friends coming along is like some kind of med student who apparently knows everything and is quickly dispatched and proven useless. <laughs> um, she was on it? Gotham, so like, oh, let's, for God's let's sake, pump the brakes. <laughs> like, she was? she was on Gotham. Who was she on Gotham? Oh fuck, I don't even know. If she's a real comic book character. Uh, what? What's the undead guy? The uh, Arash Agul. No, 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 no. He's like real Solomon big. Grundy. Solomon Grundy. Born on a Monday. Oh, she apparently she played Tabitha Galavan. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, <laughs> she gets with uh, Jim Gordon's uh, woman for a while. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, I'm telling you, you guys gotta get into Gotham season three plus. <laughs> it, it's a fucking wild ride where you're like, what's happening? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Well, you know what? It's funny you say that because that's, that's sort of what I felt like when I was watching this movie. Is like, what's happening? Does it matter? <laughs> How dare you, sir? Um, I mean, I'll just I'll say as, as far as the reasoning for them getting together at this cabin, I did. I I, I thought it worked. I was like, okay. I, and I I appreciated the fact that they that they were doing something different. And I think one of the reasons why they did it was they they wanted to give the the characters a reason to to not believe mia when she's saying crazy things like the woods are attacking me right i mean i suppose but at the same time i mean any rational person would have to question someone who's claiming the trees are attacking them wouldn't they well but when we were talking about evil dead just now you said they they should have been getting in the car as soon as cheryl (laughs) claimed the woods attacked her (laughs) well yeah but uh, something clearly attacked her mia had a car accident so it's it would it was a lot harder to to justify that something I, okay, all right, all right. Maybe you're convincing right. me a little bit. Actually, I think you might be swaying me a little bit. Then maybe you're right. I and, and again, I'm not. I, I'm. It's I'm just critical. Double standard. That's a. That's <laughs> what it is. There. That's his bias against 2013. Uh, well, again, I think I had a hard time with this whole substance abuse. It 72 hours and you're home free. Tell it to Scott Weiland. <laughs> Tell it to Lane Staley. I don't think so. Tell it to some band who wasn't in the 90s. Well, I was trying to relate to you better, Reagan. I'm sorry. <laughs> I knew exactly who you were talking about both times, you know, riding that white horse. Oh, God. Uh, I, I, I'm critical of this movie, but I, I, I should temper that by saying that I actually did enjoy watching it more this time around. I, But I did have questions, and I did have some criticisms of it, and, and that's what we're here to talk about. And, and why, I, you know, uh, to me... It doesn't hold a candle to the original, but it's not quite the disaster I remember it being the first time I watched it when I was probably just going to root against it no matter what. Right, and that's honestly what I think a lot of people did, and I get that. I love the Evil Dead franchise. It, and so, But once Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi came out and were like, oh, we're okay with this happening. We like Freddy Alvarez. I was okay with it moving forward. Mark, as the Evil Dead uh, hardcore fan, were you okay with it? Were you okay with Fiddy Alvarez? I mean, I definitely had a bias against it. And when I saw it in theaters, I didn't like it. But I think, you know, I think I was trying to be as objective as I could. But I think they were especially smart in in changing the characters. They They yeah. weren't trying to redo Ash. And it's my understanding that that's what got Bruce Campbell on board with it in the first mm-hmm. place. I, I heard the same so, thing. 
yeah so i mean you know i you know like i said like I said, I, I didn't like it when I saw it in the theaters, but you know this this time watching it this time, and I've seen it several times since then. But but this time around, I mean, I I did actually I really enjoyed it. So I, I I do appreciate it much more now than I than I did, and I appreciate the the moves they made to make it its own thing. I I think most of, I think most of my complaints are are probably story related, because I I just wish it was okay. maybe a little bit tighter. Um, I wish like again, I I wish that opening scene had led to something. Um, I, I and I think they did a good job here of, of, with the effects too. They I think they did a lot of practical effects here. They kept it, uh, they kept it, kind of in the spirit of the first movie. There wasn't a lot of uh, a ridiculous CG or anything, right? No, just there's no CG, right? I, I think there's just like little enhancements, right. you know. But the tree stuff in this movie as well is CG, right? Well, obviously the fire. They weren't burning that girl for real in the opening. You don't know. <laughs> that, okay. You don't know for a fact. She's dedicated to her craft. She's a method actor. <laughs> She's like Christian Bale. Um, I was just going to say about the effects that that yes, um, a good percentage of them, most of the effects are are practical. Yeah, and I I, I appreciated that. I mean, I think yeah, uh, Freddy Alvarez had a, had a really hard task because obviously the movie you know that is that he's basing his film off of is is huge and it's special to a lot of people. So he had to create something new and different and special but also respectful and 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 pays homage and 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 does a lot of the same things that 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 Sam and and Bruce and and, and everyone else brought to the table the first time around and i mean it's 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 a hard balancing act and I, you know obviously at that point you're you're i feel like you're answering to a lot of different masters as far as right. i know but you just have to kind of like stick to your vision i suppose right mm-hmm. and you know for better or worse he does and i think the movie holds up or again, I liked it better this this time around. I think its spirit is in the right place. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, I do I do have some questions about uh, yeah, <laughs> some of the story shit. <laughs> you were never gonna please all your you know uh, lack of a better word all your masters mm-hmm. for doing a movie like this. Yeah. Right. There are always gonna be people be people on the internet just shitting on everything you do. I think he did a a great job doing this movie. Uh, obviously, and you, is is this something I mean, that's kind of, you kind of watch on a regular basis, Reagan? You, I mean, have you watched this a couple at least a couple different times? Yeah. Okay. I, I own a digital copy. I own the DVD. Uh, Mrs. Undefeated Champ is a huge fan of this movie. Real, that is a statement, sir. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I told her that I was doing this podcast. She was like, and I said, Evil Dead. She was like, what movie is that? And I was like, you tell me. And, cause, you know, at first I was like, well, it came out in 1981. And she's like, I haven't seen it. And, <laughs> and I was like, you've seen the remake. And she's like, oh, that's the one with the drug addict in the cabin. And then the demons come. She knew exactly what it was. We watch it around Halloween every year because movies come in seasons, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, fair enough. Uh, no, I mean, and that's cool. I mean, it, it, and it, like I said, you and you brought up this idea, and I, I, I am, I am much more appreciative that you that you did bring it up, and I, 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 you know, was was forced to watch it again because I, I did enjoy it more the first this time around, I should say. Um, what Mark? What do you think about the way the Necro, Necro, the, the way the Necronomicon is introduced? Uh, you got like what's what's that dude's name? Eric, whatever is the guy yeah. ripping into it yeah. this time around? Yeah. 
How do you think that worked for you? Um, I'm, you know, I mean, I liked it. I, I think you come across these things, and I, I think you're naturally curious. I, um, I think the, the only thing I, I, I didn't like about it was when he starts reading from it. Mm-hmm. Um, says don't read. <laughs> well, says don't read, but not only the way the lines are delivered, the way it's kind of shot, it, it's delivered as if he knows what he's doing. He, oh, yeah, you know what I, I mean? Yes, yeah, yeah, I can yeah. see that definitely. Yeah, like, like I thought it would would have been more effective if it was just kind of like he's kind of muttering the words to himself, like he's not actually trying to say them, but it happens anyways because you know he says them super deliberately in this movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that was that was my only issue with it, and I think the Necronomicon itself, I was a little. I think it looks good, but I think the design, it looks just kind of like an old baseball. <laughs> sure, yeah. sure, All the sure. stitching on there, I can see that, yeah. 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 So I, I have a question to ask, and, I, mm-hmm. and, and you know, if, if you need to pause and think about it, think about it. But as, as you said, it's written in the book. You have this, uh, this like, ancient Kandarian language in there, like the, the, the glyphs and the symbols and all this stuff that like, obviously like this dude, Eric's not going to be able to translate, but the, mm-hmm. the book has translations written on it. Who right. wrote on it? The hill people. Yeah. That lady who at the beginning is reading from it. Yeah. Are you sure? Her or maybe the person the she learned guy? the language from. Yeah. I have a theory. All right. All right. Yes. <laughs> Do you know who wrote in that book in my theory? Ash. No. Ash Williams wrote in this book. This movie takes place in the same universe. Well, we know this movie. If you watch the post credit scenes, it takes place in the same universe. That scene is vague and ambiguous at best. <laughs> um, Ash I, I writes mean, in that book. They were going to set up a movie where they put them together. Well, I, I know it, like it was intended. They, they, they did want these to take place in the same universe. They wanted it to lead into, they did want it to lead into a team up movie right. between, between Ash and, and, and Mia. Yeah. All right. Well, so that's a good theory. There, there's also certain, like, um, the mother could have been someone who came to this cabin and happened to survive. And that's what brought on her mental illness and her craziness of things were going to get her and whatever. Yeah, that would have been interesting, too. Also, I wish the the words he says were like Clato, Barato. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that they weren't kind of bothers me to this day. I, I, I do appreciate the fact that it, it, it did attempt to stay in his lane as far as that goes. It's like, no, we're yeah. doing a fucking horror movie here. We're, and like, I know they're trying to do their own thing. But if those were the words that summoned the evil dead... And also, it would have worked if Ash had written in the book, like you're saying, Tom. Right. Well, I, he would have written those words down real clear. No, real I, clearly. It was so funny. I became so enamored with this idea that Ash had written in the book. I even came up with like a whole like, oh, here's what's going on. It's like Ash is still t- is stuck in time, but he's able to send the send the book back. So he, he needs Mia to read from the book to bring him back to the reality. But of course, it's Ash, and <laughs> something else is going to come out with him. Right. Okay. So. He's in the past, right? In an army of darkness. Yes. So whatever he writes in the book at that time period would automatically go into the future, wherever if, the book if, is. If we're doing back, if we're, if we're, if we're sticking 81. with, yeah, if we're sticking with Back to the Future logic, yes. Right. Yeah. That that makes the most time travel sense. So he could just be writing in it, you know, in that time period. It doesn't matter. That's true. Yeah. 
I also yeah. thought of another idea too. We're right? on something here. I also thought of a really good idea. <laughs> We're about to get rich. I also thought of another idea where there, there was multiple multiple books of the dead throughout different periods of history, and and they all come together at once, and there's a whole like convergence of things. But I was like, oh man, that's too deep. No one's gonna go for like that. A, like a mother box situation. <laughs> no, fuck you. No, 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 no. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I don't have four hours of my life to watch, you know. Oh, that's Spider-Man. a fucking lie. I know. I know what you, you get got up to. Hours of your life to watch <laughs> Gotham. You can spare exactly. Four. That exactly. is like forty-two <laughs> minutes of your life while you're making dinner. It's five episodes but of Burn cumul- Notice. Come on, cumulatively. And also, I watched Gotham when it first came out for a season and a half, and was like, "Nope, that's it." And then I had a buddy who was like, "You got to get back into Gotham. It's fucking crazy." <laughs> oh God. And so I jumped on Netflix where all the seasons were. Oh, boy. And watched the rest of the this, show. This podcast like, already has way too much Gotham talking. It already. I'm, I'm nauseated. <laughs> There's no such thing. Oh, God. I Batman just... shows up. Oh, boy. Batman shows up in Gotham, people. There's a Joker and a Batman. Oh, my God. Kill me. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, up, 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 up. I don't know. I, I, I liked, I guess, getting back to our movie that we're talking about. I right. I ended up liking a lot of the action. I liked a lot of the the confrontation with the deadites. I I liked the blood and the gore, all all that stuff. I thought I thought it worked really nicely. I, I loved all the like. I know it's gonna sound weird. All the violence in this movie, like the the girl from Gotham cutting her face in the bathroom. Yeah, that was good. Eh, I could do without the piss. Yeah. Okay. Not okay. really into that. Not not my bag. If we sell my podcast, but. The, the her cutting her face, you know, uh, Black Dahlia style. Gross. Yeah. Well, I think that was the plan. They wanted yeah, to gross yeah. that a little oh, bit. Yeah, that's supposed to <laughs> freak you out. Right. Also, the girl cutting her arm off with a, a you know, the automatic slicer. Yeah. The turkey slicer, whatever you want to call it. But uh, let's, let's uh, I, I guess we, have to, we need to talk about, the, about that third act. I mean, because, I mean, the, the impetus of all this pain and horror is Mia's character. <laughs> right. She's sort of saved by her brother. But, I mean, do you feel, I mean, and obviously this might have been something that they, they would fur- further explore down the road. Like, it's like, sort of like the guilt involved with the character. Uh, at least I would imagine mm-hmm. so. Um, but, I mean, do you feel like the brother should have gone to these links to save her after she basically killed all of her friends? <laughs> she didn't do it. She was possessed by a demon. I mean, I suppose, but I mean, can you, can you, can you like just write it off that easily? I mean, it's, it's family love, man. Uh, yeah, all right. I, well, I, I mean, you're just saying a lot about your family right now, honestly. <laughs> I, 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 mean, I, 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 one question I asked myself during there during this this sequence was is like, all right, let's say that 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 uh, what's his name, Sam? David. David. Okay, David. <laughs> David and Mia get out of this, right? How the fuck do you explain this to the cops? Well, I mean, you have who's that question about who's calling the cops? Three, two of your calling the oh cops. My God. You're just moving on with life at this point. <laughs> She's missing an arm. Well, no, that's, that's not even. We're not even to that part yet. Oh, okay. Okay. I was like, Mia's not calling the cops after no, this. Like, 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 She's just going about her day. Let's assume. Let's assume David makes it out of this too, I, because there was a certain okay. point in this. In this thing where i was like like what are they gonna tell somebody if they if they walk away from this and get out of this like how do you explain this to anyone well i i mean i think you have that that question about almost any horror movie and 
you know, you can say that about the original Evil Dead. And it's actually a question I, like I, I, I would really like to see explored. And they do explore it a little bit in Ash versus Evil Dead. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. so, you well, know, whatever. It's well, it's just kind of part of the genre. I mean, you know, going back to the original Evil Dead, I mean, you know, the the way that movie ends before we knew there was be a be a sequel. I mean, like Ash dies. Sure. I mean, like it's it's yeah, pretty it's pretty yeah. well bookended. That like there's no story to tell, anyways. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but then in Ash vs. Evil Dead, it's just assumed that Ash murdered all of his friends. Yeah, and no, got away it, with then it. that was yeah. interesting. I thought that was an interesting part of that show. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it, watching the show, I was like, the Ash is a fucking hero, son. Like, <laughs> and his dad's Lee Majors. I mean, he did what had to be done. Anytime you have Lee Majors as your dad, I mean, that's a good time. Yeah, I mean, you watch Raising Hope. He's also the dad or the grandfather on that show. I okay, well, all right. I just know the Fall Guy. Thanks. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's I'm gonna rep anything Maryland, and that's a Greg Garcia show. So, but Mark, can yeah. you can you explain in words David's plan to save Mia? Um, so because, uh, there are certain ways of, of cleansing a person who has been possessed soul. You can either burn them, bury them alive or dismember them. He chooses to bury her alive and then rigs up a car battery with some syringes to, you know, kind of a, a DIY, uh, defibrillator defibrillator yeah, yeah, yeah. um and then you know once once he buries her alive and she dies he then digs her up and uh and and brings her back to life very ash yeah no it, it's it's very ash and um i mean i liked it like yeah obviously you have the question of sort of um well would would that act actually work is he just kind of cheating it at that point would there be some kind of price for that but i also like i mean i don't know you kind of gotta admire the uh the the balls of someone who's just like well i don't care she's my sister i love her i'm gonna i'm gonna try to try to bring her back right so so i dug it yeah i I loved it as well like i love that he's trying to cheat the demons yeah like fuck you you're demons what are you gonna do i don't know I mean, he's not—he's no John Constantine. He can't just be cheating demons left and right. Well, you know, John Constantine pays a price eventually. Well, supposedly, even John Constantine has to start somewhere. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I, I guess the, the way you explain it, I guess it makes—I—I uh, I, I can kind of buy into it a little bit more. I don't have a good word other than cheat, and I just—I—I I, I just kind of bumped against it a little bit. I guess, suppose maybe, maybe it seems like I'm in the in the wrong on this one. I, I, you are because it's fun <laughs> that he cheated them. You're like, yeah, we got over on you, demons. We win. Oh, well, I mean, you. Although, did they have to change her clothes? I wondered about that too. I, I had a like, I was that. like, I don't like that the brothers getting changing her clothes and then putting her in a hole and burying her. Did well, it say it, that in the book, or was that just something he decided to do? I thought he was trying to like bury her. With dignity or something. It's uh, okay. kind of how I took it. Okay. Well, you took it as a completely different way than I took it. Because I took it as a gross way. How long are you... Well, I mean, he had her other clothes on her. Didn't he just put those clothes... He put them on, over her. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. No, no. He put them over top. I do remember that. Yeah, thank God. Like, I don't... I don't want to go down this, you know. <laughs> but ha- but how long do you <laughs> keep someone buried? Tube, how like... long do you keep someone buried before you know their soul's been purified? 
I mean, that's a fair question. I guess I, I, I would they, imagine you would Google how long does it take the normal person to become brain dead from suffocation. Yeah, I, I, I guess I just you know, and and maybe I'm I'm thinking I'm taking it far too seriously. <laughs> I mean, that's what we do. Like, what well, are you talking about? Well, the movie also had that really convenient. That there was that tree burning, and then the tree just suddenly stopped burning. Yeah, yeah. and that's when oh, he so maybe that like, signified up. that. I mean, that uh, how he connected that those fucking dots. I'm not sure I can electricity. <laughs> I got it immediately. I was like, boom. Yep. <laughs> I know exactly what to do. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, fine. All right, I'll stop talking now. <laughs> All right, maybe on the 18th watch, I was like, yeah, I get that. <laughs> I get what you're telling me. No, I mean, no, I mean uh, Mark pointed out, like, yeah, that, okay, I, I guess, I suppose, I, I, I guess, uh, I guess, uh, 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 Dingle Nuts, whatever his name is, is uh, just uh, quicker on the uptake by this point in the film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I imagine he's just flying by the seat of his pants at this point in the movie. Remind me, how's he get killed again? Eric. The, the, yeah, Eric the and him fight in the cellar, right? A dead eye. Yeah, how do you yeah. not see that one coming? By the way, uh, he had killed the fifth demon. It was supposed to be over. Or you know, he killed the the Uber demon, I guess. Hmm. And so everything was supposed to stop at that point. But my question is, does the dog count as a soul? And don't you dare tell me dogs don't have souls. I would never tell it to you. All right, just well, say but, it. Don't put it, just, it out there. But but the dog was never possessed necessarily i know it's just also i could do without that scene completely it's pretty rough it's i don't like as a dog person the worst thing in the movie is that scene i give i give them credit for it i'm like they went there they they went there i don't like it yeah i don't like it either i don't like it at all if you want to beat a dude's face in with a hammer or shoot him with a bunch of nail guns or uh the chick from gotham just stabbing a guy in the face. Oh my God! Stop it, Gotham. <laughs> over and over again, like an awful scene. I'm fine with all of that. Why don't they? Uh, they don't do a very good job securing nail guns in this movie either. They're just laying it all around the house. They don't secure any weapons. The shotguns laying around for 98 percent of this movie. Yeah, these are very yeah. irresponsible people. <laughs> you know, they don't know how to fight demons. They haven't done it before. <laughs> But the never watched Yeah, the three of us go to the woods. Guess what? We're sleeping back to back with all shotguns. <laughs> like, we're not having any fun at the beach or at the woods. <laughs> we're waiting for the fucking army of deadites to come and try and take us. Yeah, I mean that that is that is actually a true statement. I'm not going to argue with that at all. Uh, okay, so how about we we sort of hinted at it, but uh, Mia getting her arm ripped off. How much fun was that? <laughs> it's great. It looks awesome. But I was like, the chainsaw's right there, honey. <laughs> and you just grab the chainsaw and cut your arm off. I mean, but she couldn't. She couldn't grab. Uh, it, she but... couldn't reach. That's yeah, what it was. But yeah. I mean, do, do, I mean, do you have the 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 man bits required? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think I do either. I think I'm just <laughs> laying there at that point. I was like, I was like, it's over. It is over. <laughs> you win. I'm stuck under this fucking car, and it's over. Yeah, I mean, and that's the se- that's, that's the second time we get a, we get a severed limb. You know, you hinted at it earlier. The one friend has to you know cuts arm off the you know turkey slicer. I loved the gore in this movie. I thought it all looked terrible. The, I mean, we didn't talk about like the puking in the face for like 
<laughs> what felt like 45 minutes. <laughs> it did, it did. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. I was like, oh my God, stop puking in that girl's face. <laughs> <laughs> Can't. Can't stop, won't stop. Yeah. And like, just like the demon possessions were really cool that like they do the weird like zombie clicking, I guess. I'm trying to. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like like the bones or whatever, like clicking or grinding or whatever it was. Yeah. 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 That gets done a lot in zombie movies nowadays, but maybe all zombies are demons and we just don't know it. And that's the greatest trick of all. I, I like the way the movie ended. I don't know if I liked so much that, you know, epilogue scene with her that kind of like stumbling down the road and I didn't understand what they were kind of trying to drive at with her eyes opening before the credits roll. Maybe she's still possessed. That's well, that was my takeaway from it, but I was like, I don't know if that makes any sense, does it? No, I I don't think she is. I think it was I don't more think just is. like a fake out. Yeah. Like it was just for fun. There's too much in this movie that's like I I don't understand what you're getting at. Or like like why is this here? And I don't understand that end and I don't understand the opening with the with the burning the girl and the town the hills people looking on. Well, I, I, the beginning is just the hills people figure out how to get rid of these demons. You just set the people on fire. Well, again, I understand it, but if if that somehow connects to your third act, then great. And then it's like, okay, cool. We, we're we're kind of connecting some dots here. Well, yeah, they could have gone searching for help because you know it when it starts, it's the girl running in the woods. And you, you just think they're bad people mm-hmm. catching her. No, it's, it's like you're in wrong turn. That's exactly right, what I thought exactly. of when I watched it. You know, so I would have liked the the hill people to show up and be slaughtered by the Mia demon. I mean, like that... it would have been, you know, gore porn. It would have been fantastic. It would have more, you know, a higher body count, which is always great for horror movies. Well, again, again, yeah. I, I have questions about that because because they're saving Mia's soul at, at this at a, at a point in this movie. Like, how much can we like root for her if she's just slaughtered innocent hill people? <laughs> She's not in control of herself, man. It's not like she's making these choices willingly. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I mean, I mean, she's possessed. I think it, um, you know, it, like it's a little weird to have your hero kind of be flipped on you like that, where you think you're you're pulling for David, and then it turns out like, oh no, we, we're like we're kind of stuck with this girl who's been possessed <laughs> mo- mo- most of the movie. Um, but but again, like I, I appreciated the fact that they that they did something different there. So I, know, I mean, I, I appreciated them trying to do something different. I think I just was, um, I don't know. I, I guess it just didn't land as well for me as as I wanted it to. Okay, you know, it, you know it's it's not like it's it's not like that amazing. It's not like some amazing moment where like Giancarlo Esposito figures out that Verbal was Kaiser Soze the entire time. Mm-hmm. It's just it's like it's just like okay, well this is how it's gonna go. I don't know because I like one of my one of my takeaways from this was like I really liked Jane Levy, but no, I, I thought she handled that that sequence really well. So uh, yeah, I I really liked it. All right, well I, I we I feel like we should we should wrap this up for this uh, yeah, for this. I, I have one more little thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, when Mia comes out of you know of being a zombie. Or a zombie, a fucking deadite. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Does she remember what happened? I was curious about that too. I was very curious about. Or that would too. she just wake up and be like, "What the fuck's going on? Shit's on fire." I think she All remembers. I think dead. she must remember. My brother has just blown himself up in a in a cabin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, or I, I think she remembers. I, I'm hoping she remembers. If not. 
I, mean, I guess I, she would have to remember I feel like she has to, or else she, like, she would be, like, way too disoriented and probably just be repossessed or just straight-up killed, right? Right, right, yeah. yeah. It would, you know, the the Zoom monster would just get her. The Zoom monster? <laughs> no. That's a different thing, though, in the pandemic. I mean, come on. Yeah, I know. The pandemic's ruined the Zoom monster. Uh, <laughs> That's when you I would have liked this on. movie to end that way, where it's just a shot through the woods, and it gets her again. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe kind of end like the way the the first yeah, the, OG the first did. one ended. I would have been sure. like, that is a a nice bookend. Again, I, I I enjoyed this a lot more uh, than I did the first time around. I I, I have some questions about the, the the opening and the closing scenes in particular. Um, I guess I guess I just sort of wish it kind of like bookended itself a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But I I would have liked that ending that you just pre- presented. I think a lot more. Yeah, I think I would as well. Yeah. Like, you know, she's walking down that road and then you just hear that like, ooh. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And then, you know, maybe Ash comes out of the woods and just shoots a shotgun and says <laughs> one of his quips. And you're like, oh, and then credits happen. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, it's, it's a to- that's a totally valid uh, response for for us who are, are such big fans of the original yeah. Evil Dead movies. But I, I do sort of feel like Ash would have been out of place in this flick. Yeah, absolutely. It would have been weird to see Ash at this point show up, at, especially at the end of the movie where I'm proposing he shows up. Right. It would have been weird and disjointed. And I think a lot of fans of the franchise would have been like, what the fuck? How could he only shows up at the end? Well, and because, I, I mean, the, the movie is, it's, it's pretty graphically hardcore. I mean, like you talked about the, the, the scene where the girl's like cutting her face like Black Dahlia style. We didn't talk I about the scene like where it. Mia's like slicing her tongue with the knife. I mean, all that yeah. shit. Like the, the movie's fucked up in a lot of ways, and and for yeah. Ash to kind of show up and and just be like, you know, uh, you know, swallow this or whatever, like it would have been like really out of place. It would a hundred percent. But also, like any of the shit talking that, like Mia, or even in the first one that the in the first oh Cheryl oh Cheryl, Cheryl sorry, you know whoever's in the basement, like the shit talking those demons do, locked in the basement. Is great, but if Ash shows up, it's not as I don't like it as much. But we haven't talked about all the gross shit that the, especially the Mia demon. I feel the Mia demon talks a lot in the basement. Yeah, and it's all she very graphic. Does. very graphic. Yeah, it's very graphic. She's not cool. All right. <laughs> if, you're, if you're wondering if the Mia demon is cool, she's not. It's very graphic, but I don't know. Did did you get? the sense that dialogue came out of like a demon possession film dialogue auto generator <laughs> so it was pretty close yeah yeah it was, it was very much I mean, like you they can wanted say that to about sound like... the, the girl getting burned at the beginning of the movie as well yeah yeah well, I, I i think i think a lot of the demon dialogue in this very much wanted to sound like the exorcist you know right yeah. Well, and again, I think I think it's part of that tone that that Fetty Alvarez wanted to establish with it, and and um, I, I give him credit for it's, it's it's you know him staying true to his vision for what this movie was going to be. I just I don't know. I I, I guess as, as far as comparison's sake go, I, I there's elements of the original Evil Dead that I that I miss from this with like the sort of the sort of playful torturing nature of the of the Deadites in in that, and and again in this one you you don't quite get that sense of of like intimate claustrophobia that you do in the first one. 
That, that's true, but I, I've, maybe it's because it's the way the first one shot. I feel there's a lot more close-up shots. I mean, and it had one. to be. It had to be, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the the first one is very kind of like handheld and, and almost documentary style, whereas this is very much, you can tell, it, you know, this is a much bigger production here. Right. I didn't, I meant to check, oh, absolutely. but does anyone know offhand, like, what the budget on this was? 17 million. 17, that's not, I mean, that's a lot of money, but it's not a lot of money, a lot of money. For for a movie in 2013, that's pennies. No, it's nothing. Yeah. yeah. That, so, like, so, I, I mean, can think of got a lot out of that money. That were made for a lot more than that. Yeah, exactly. Your your Uwe Boll probably in particular. <laughs> I mean, if you want to get to Dawn of Death, I do not. I do not want to get to that at all. Thank you very or much. Or House of the Dead. Excuse me, I did not mean to mean to <laughs> critique it with the James Gunn, Zack Snyder classic 1999's Dawn of the Dead. I, I do want to give a, a, a I do want to give this movie credit because I don't think it. Uh, I, I I appreciated them not going down uh, some of the more common tropes that, that the genre had developed into by this mm-hmm. point. Like I was really glad there wasn't any like needless uh, you know, like boning scenes or you know gratuitous nudity or any, any of that stuff. I'm I'm glad yeah, I stayed away there, from all of yeah, that. I don't think there's any nudity in this movie. Which like you know there, there's one boob in the original, right? And it doesn't need to be there. And it's during an unfortunate scene that also does not need to be there. Right, right, right. No, but I mean, I'm just saying. I disagree. (laughs) About the boob or the needless scene? (laughs) About the the needless scene. (laughs) Well, like I said, I mean, I think for years I had convinced myself that 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 scene was representative of the violation that is demonic possession but sure but you can show wrong. that in many ways i know like, apparently i'm i've read I, I i got too analytic or whatever and, and it's, yeah. sam raimi was like no nah, it was just in poor taste so i, I guess like i think you gotta show i think you gotta show the brutality of it and i think you gotta take it to 11 okay I what if know. i show like a goat man that shows up and he shoots vomit into your mouth is that enough for you would you be down with that i mean and I'm down with it. Yeah, like you walk around the woods, he's got that little like pan flute thing. He's like, <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's interesting. I want to see what that's about. And then he vomits in your mouth. Oh, who's yeah, but I don't, I don't think that's as visceral as what we do see. This is a goat man <laughs> vomiting <laughs> in your mouth. Yeah, it sounds cartoonish. Oh, uh-huh. all right. Is it, is I mean, it, he's scary looking. Is it the goat from uh, from the witch? Like the the Black Billy or Black Adam or whatever. I haven't was? seen the Black Philip. I watched Phillip. like eight minutes of it. My wife oh, punched out a, on it. It's a wonderful movie. What are you doing? <laughs> we sort of going into uh, unplanned territory. So I, 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 if you guys can't do this, I, I completely understand. But but let me put you on the spot here, real quick. I mean, if if for fans of the Evil Dead, what are some movies you would recommend? For people who enjoyed the heck out of Evil Dead, this version, the 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 2013 version or the 81 version, do you guys have anything offhand you could think of? I mean, I, Cabin in the Woods. I know, I, I know, Mark I mean, hates it. It's obviously but... the, the ultimate tribute movie to it. <laughs> yeah, um, I would not watch any of that Eli Roth garbage that's out there. No, that's uh, straight Cabin that's, Fever, that's shit. right? Yeah, Cabin Fever. It's garbage. One. Cabin Fever. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you. And the hostels are terrible too. Don't watch those. Yeah, the hostels are, are torture porn. Like I, I mean, if you like watching people, if you like that shit, 
You're going to love Hostels. Yeah, but I don't think they're in the same vein of, of, of the Evil they're, Dead movies. They're definitely not. It's, it's just I use that and I, to it, quickly see on Eli Roth real quick. Like I said, I, under, I, I understand this is like a really hard thing to do because obviously comparing to the original Evil Dead is probably impossible because it's so unique. Um, but the, the 2013 might have some, some comparisons to something. Like you said, Cabin in the Woods, obviously, but that's more of yeah. a comedy yeah. slant. I mean, I, I just I think of stuff that that's you know older and 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 well known. So okay, the, th- th- things like you know Night of the Living Dead, the original Exorcist, the original Dawn of the Dead, even the the Snyder Dawn of the Dead as well. You know, love it. Yeah, I got no argument with any of that. Yeah, all that also tracks with me. So- what about like a Friday the Thirteenth? I know it's not demons, but it's cabins, it's murder. I'd I'd go with that, yeah. Can I Especially ask... the first four. Yeah, yeah. Going back to eighty one Evil Dead, I mean that movie was had a hard time because of all the blood. Well wasn't it N C seventeen or Triple yeah. X, whatever it was at the time in eighty one. Yeah, N C seventeen, yeah. Well, yeah. No, the story I had heard was they they actually put it out as unrated because they, they didn't want to cut anything out of it. Maybe, um, like it was some, like some kind of workaround yeah. because they were just like, right. like we're not trimming shit out of this. Yeah, and 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 and, and they tried too. One of, one of the reasons why the the demons in in the original have like different colored blood, right? You know, like black and white, is because they were they they wanted a hard R. I think there's some green blood in there too. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Have we just become so desensitized as as a culture? Yes, <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, you you look back on those those scenes and you're like, eh, whatever, that's not that bad. <laughs> this movie rained that both of them like rained blood from the sky, and we're just like, yep, that happened. <laughs> Let's go get the mail. All right, like, well, well in, in the nature of the of the Evil Dead versus Evil Dead, uh, uh you know, it the our our theme for the show, pound for pound, uh, who wins? It's I love the remake a lot. I feel like it's a bunch of shit because what it's trying to remake. The original's better. It's a classic for a reason. But that doesn't mean hate on the 2013 version just because something was amazing that came out before it. Okay, Mark. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I, I think, yes, the, the original is, is better. It's a It's classic, but... I I did really really enjoy this, so I I I recommend it. And if we were if we were on another podcast, I would have to say Co is G. Oh, to, to the like that. I do it. I'm editing that out. We don't plug other podcasts on the show. Co is G pod. Co is G pod. Co is G pod. No, I I uh, I agree with you both, and I. I actually really appreciate the fact that that uh, that Reagan brought Evil Dead to the table because it did force me to rewatch the remake, and I I did judge it unfairly the first time around. Uh, I did enjoy it a lot more. I mean, as, as far as I'm concerned, it, it doesn't hold a candle to the OG, but it's a good movie. It's a lot of fun. Uh, well, fun maybe is a, is a strong word. It's it's much more of a horror movie <laughs> than mm-hmm. than I think I was expecting. Like there are some really graphic things in there. <laughs> there- yeah, the idea yeah. Of, of of you running uh, your tongue down or, uh, the edge of a knife is just so unappealing. It is. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, but but yeah, that 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 remake is definitely worth checking out, and and uh, I think it's 
better than like like Reagan said, better than it gets credit for. That's right. Yeah. I think if Evil Dead One and the eighty one one wasn't a thing, and then Evil Dead two thousand thirteen came out, I think people would lose their minds about how much they liked this movie. I think so too. I think you're right. I think you're right. I, I again, I still have some, I still have some some tiny storytelling issues with it. Um, I would have liked if the, if the first, if the opening and closing scenes kind of bookended the story better. But I, you know, uh, these, maybe, maybe in the grand scheme of things, these are, these are simply nitpicks and quibbles, and and I'll just move on with my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's close up the let's close it up. Uh, Mark, thank you for coming on again, once again. Thank you. You are you are the man. Uh, if people want to follow you on social media, are you doing anything interesting over there? No. <laughs> All right. Oh, it's my favorite. What? <laughs> Not doing nothing. <laughs> well, uh, what, what, what's your Twitter anyway, just in case people want to give you a follow? My Twitter is mwegamer, and my Instagram is mrwegamer. All right. Undefeated champ, I can't thank Ooh. you enough for coming on the show. Uh, I, even though I question your record, uh, <laughs> I have not launched a formal inquiry <laughs> into <undefeated>. it. <laughs> one last night. You know, I got some... Back that shit out of the park, son. <laughs> uh, the, the, the petition's circulating. We're, we're going to have a formal uh, inquiry and review, but uh, that's okay. Where where can the people find you, sir? Do you do you actually have the correct addresses today? I, I do. <laughs> My brother yelled at me so much the last time I was on this show. It's uh, coesgpod.com and then at coesgpod for Instagram and Twitter. And we're, we're always posting shit all the time about whatever movie we're doing this week or next week. And you also give your brothers homework assignments, which I find amusing. I do. Oh, good. I, I'm glad. But I don't think a lot of people like hearing about a, a television show that came on 17 years ago. I, I'm your audience for that. So don't worry yeah. about that one. Uh, we're, we're breaking down Battlestar Galactic every once in a while. We have a different homework assignment coming out this Monday. That's more relevant to today's TV climate that it, the other two guys on this show might have talked about on Friday. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. Uh-oh. So, so basically, just stealing our shit. All right, I got you. Okay. That's right. We listened to the Tomcast podcast. We're like, let's steal this, <laughs> and then we did it. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for doing this. This has been a blast. This will not be the last of the of the verses. Uh, the next episode of verses uh, is uh, to be determined. But I'm sure we have plenty of ideas. And if anyone out there wants to make a suggestion, please, by all means, uh, you know where to find me on social media, and I'll share those links again at the end of the show. Gentlemen, I will talk to you all soon. You're the best. I love you both. You're my dear friends, my good friends, just like Indy and Sala in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Bad dates. <laughs> Bad dates. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>
men in my life keep getting killed by Kandarian demons. All the men in your life keep getting killed by Kandarian demons. First there was Ed, a really nice guy. Didn't talk too much, but I didn't mind. I was all set to marry him. But before we could consummate, Ed was killed by a Kandarian I think you guys get the point about Evil Dead the musical and uh, what kind of musical it actually is. So uh, it's just, <laughs> it's it's a real hoot. <laughs> An absolute blast, and, and it, is, it is one of my fervent vi- wishes uh, that as we progress in 2021 and, and we get to the uh, hopefully we get to the other side of the COVID pandemic, and, and as the world and the nation uh, becomes more vaccinated, uh, that, that, that we can kind of get back to these fun, fun things like going and sitting in a dark theater with a bunch of strangers breathing around us because uh, that would be a lot of fun. And, and uh, I, I honestly, sincerely hope that, that the, a, a, a local production of the Evil Dead musical comes back to San Diego because uh, after Chris and I went uh, in, in 2019, uh, uh, we had a legion of people approach us and say they want to go with us to the next showing. So, so we, we, are, we, are, we are chomping at the bit to, to get a group of people together. Uh, I think my brother was included in this. I think Mark had uh, had expressed interest in checking this out with us. In, 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 and, I mean, even if it doesn't come to San Diego, I enjoyed it so much. I'd go to L.A. to check it out at a, at a production in Los Angeles with, with him and, and whoever I can drag with me from San Diego to L.A. And whatever people he can drag from L.A. to the show. Because it's a fucking gem. It's just a fucking gem of a night. You're going to go and you're going to have a good time and you're going to come out covered in blood and guts. Especially if you have the balls. And yes, I get it. That's a, that's a masculine expression, and maybe it's not appropriate. But if you have the if you have the intestinal fortitude to sit in the first two to four rows of that theater, you are coming out drenched, <laughs> and it's the best time ever. It's almost as, as much fun as going to a Guar concert, maybe more so because it's Evil Dead, and and that's just that's always going to be a good time. So. Again, I know we're running long, and I know I'm playing these songs, but uh, 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 I'm just having a blast, and I hope everyone's having a blast listening to this episode too, because it's it's been a real treat to do this. And and the versus series, I mean, we're we're just kind of kicking it back off again. Like it's not going to go anywhere. This is back to stay, and and we will be supplementing uh, these episodes into into the the normal podcast feed. Uh, you know, as we see fit, as we get at the ideas. You know, Reagan and Mark have uh, have a big chunk of the say on on what we're going to do as far as the versus format goes. But that doesn't mean, you know, we're going to be hitting up Roger and see what he wants to talk about. We're going to talk to some of our other collaborators, and we're going to hit up the uh, hit up our audience. You you lovely people, who are so kind enough to download, listen, and support this show. Let us know what you want to see on the versus format. All right. 
pick the remake, pick the original. We're going to watch it and we're going to do it on the podcast. So you know how to find us. The best way to do that is at social, on social media, at TomCastPopCast on Twitter and Instagram. Email the show, TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. Remember, we are on all your favorite podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, Amazon Music, Audible. So many delightful choices that even a Kandarian demon uh, will, will find this, this podcast easily enough. And, you know, a Kandarian demon, they're, they're, uh, it's, it's a fickle demon, to say the least. So, so being able to have a variety for them is, is that's what we're all about. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you're listening via Apple Podcasts, take the time, give us those sweet, sweet, sweet five-star reviews. They, they spread the word and keep us out of the Necronomicon because we do not want to be in that. That is the book of the dead. We are not the podcast of the dead. We are the podcast of the living for now. Maybe that changes down the road. We'll see. You know, if, if, if a branding opportunity presents itself and, and, and we can get a bigger audience being the podcast of the dead, uh, you know, we, we may examine that down the road. But for now, we are the podcast of the, of the living. So, hey, stay, just, just stick with us. And, and as such, I want to thank the official members of Pophead Nation, which you can join at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast, and you will get access to bonus content. And uh, I, I'm going to have a big announcement about, about some bonus content stuff coming up in the next week. I've been planning something, and I think it's finally time to unveil it to the Patreons. So get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. All right. Thank you, current Patreons. Thank you to the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail, co-host of The Ringing Ear, a fantastic music podcast. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, who I hope enjoyed this Evil Dead podcast. I'm sure the Evil Dead have evil circles. That makes sense. Thanks to the Squidmaster General, Brian Broussard. The New, Jer- the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wagamer. I have a really hard time saying that. The New Jersey Devil, Mark Wagamer, and our very own Joker in Harley Quinn. Brian and Krista, a pariah brewing company, providing the delicious libations that keep San Diego happy. And and I can't thank you all enough for this support. Uh, my name is Tom. This is the TomCast Podcast. We are going to be back extremely soon. We are cranking out the shows, and I hope everyone's uh, having a good time with them. We are at the two-hour mark. We are way, way, way running long. But uh, it was it was a fun conversation. I hope everyone had a good time, and and hit me up on those social media links. Sound off with what you with you what you agree disagree with about Evil Dead 1981, Evil Dead 2013. Let me know if I'm way off base with some of my thoughts. Uh, uh, feel free to yell at Reagan. He's at CoSG. <laughs> tag him. Make sure you tag him at CoSG Pod, uh, and, and and kick his ass too. Okay, and then uh, you know. Mark gave his information too. Mr. Wegemer, Mr. Wegemer, I think. All right. <laughs> With that being said, my name is Tom. I thank you so much for listening to the show. We're going to be back very, very soon. We should have a news show, a, a news-based episode coming up very, very soon. Uh, right before we do another episode of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Get ready. Just stay buckled up. Don't even unbuckle. Just keep holding to your butts and stay buckled up. We'll be there. We'll be back then. Ciao, babes. Cheryl. I'm getting sick of you trying to kill me. You see this? This is my boomstick! It's a 12-gauge double-barreled Remington. S-Mart's top of the line. You can find this in the sporting goods department. That's right. This sweet baby was made in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Retails for about $109.95. It's got a walnut stock, cobalt blue steel, and a hair trigger. That's right. Shop smart. Shop S-Mart! You got that? I'll swallow your soul! Swallow this! Great story. Compelling and rich. We're not gonna be fucking sunk this year!
Stanley Cup champion!